Hey everyone, today is Friday the 15th of March 2019. This is The Gap, episode 459. I'm Luke Laurie, Joe Gorey is here, and he's and got finger guns with him this time. Nah, not anymore. <laughs> the got, guns are dead. You got rid of them? They're a one-time, one-time special, and they'll never... <laughs> Never be drawn again. No one will ever see it. Actually, no, they, they could see it. Like, I've still got the recording. Oh, okay. They just won't see it. What? Yeah, they won't see it on the audio pop version. That's true. But maybe they I can will. sneak it in as, like, a blooper. Uh, yep, sure. Uh, that, that's a good idea. Yeah, I wasn't recording last time. Uh, now I am. Yeah. Uh, We've got to do the whole to... three hours again, basically. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, so hopefully it's as snappy as, as last time. Maybe you, you can skip some of your tighter jokes. Yeah, this time that'd be cool. I don't know. It's up to you. You, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to note you to death. So you, you do you. Yeah, I think um, we'll leave out the bits where you don't. You were doing the voices from Apex Legends again. That's yep. We should definitely leave out those bits. One hundred percent. Because I have to stop doing the voices. <laughs> characters in apex legends oh boy uh i can't believe you'd bring that up anyway um yeah what's going on it's friday it's uh nearly the weekend it is uh yeah we're recording a, a bit late in the week thanks to some scheduling snafus but uh it doesn't scheduling matter or scheduling don't fucking don't do this to me i always find out like i pronounce shit wrong and it drives me bananas. Like inventory or inventory? Which one? Which one is it? I, you know, some days it's one or the other. Why not? I like yep. to use a bit of both. Yep. Sometimes I go with Z. Sometimes I go with Z. Just because... That's... No, that's objectively wrong though. Because it is Z. We're <laughs> in Australia. No. Nah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. So, I don't know. Scheduling. 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 Sh- sh- scheduling yeah cool. all good it's all it's all Words. good it's all good this is it welcome to three hours of this <laughs> this nonsense yeah you're lucky last time it was 10 minutes yeah that's true this um yeah anyway uh video games yeah man um we've got some things to talk about got some news lots of news actually this week bunch of news. interesting news too um some juicy stuff not things that we've just been like i guess we could talk about this this week yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we've scoured the fucking internet, and this is literally all we could come up with. Uh, no, this this week some yeah some good shit, some so stuff happening. Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking of Apex Legends, have you played much this week? Or it seems like everybody's been a bit. Oh well, by everybody, I mean me and you have been a bit busy. A <laughs> little bit busy, a little bit too busy for it. Jumped in for a couple of games, but nothing particularly special. Uh, yeah, I think right, I played it on the weekend. Oh yeah, well, before we got busy. Saturday, yeah. Um, but man, oh yeah, I, I got to be honest, they are fucking up this game, eh? They've got to start the Fortnite fucking thing. It can't just be Fortnite. Everyone has to be doing weekly updates. Everyone has to be fucking on top of this shit. They can't like tease a fucking season pass and then delay it week after week after week at this rate is literally going to drop the same fucking day as battlefield 5's fucking firestorm shit like it's just fucking cooked like get it out of the fucking door and from then on i don't care if the patch is literally we changed the mozambique from doing 50 damage 
per pellet. Sorry, 50. Five damage per pellet to six damage per pellet. Uh, like, I don't even care if it's, like, minor shit like that. And then every other week, they drop something cool on us, right? Yeah. But they have to be fucking putting some stuff out. Because the game is stagnating. People are turning off, right? Yeah. I, I was reading some stuff that they've been pushing it, and it could just be speculation, but they've been pushing the season pass back because they're having problems with um, uh, people exploiting how to get coins. Like there was some sort of, I don't know, bug or exploit that people found where they could get free Apex coins, and they were worried about if they dropped it that this thing would leak out and then everybody would be getting free season passes and they'd be losing money. Who gives a fuck? I don't know if that was actually legit or, or what's You'll going be losing on. money if everyone fucking stops playing your game as well, dickhead. So fucking just drop it and fix it for season two, right? Like if people are still on board for season two, then you'll still make a fuck ton of money. But if everyone's fucking drifted off to, drifted back to Fortnite or drifted away to Firestorm or whatever the fuck the new hotness is, then you're not going to make any fucking money anyway. So choppy chop. Yeah. Like just fucking do it. I think we spoke about trigger. this last week or the week before about how they were talking about their the way they want to sort of handle patches and updates and they wanted it to be like, you know, put it through the test the testing and they didn't just want to put patches out and then see how it ran. And I think we both sort of agreed that that was not the right way to do it. They need to be making constant updates. And it's something I talked about at the start when the game launched, like comparing it to Battlefield, sorry, uh, Blackout, um, not Blackout, Black Ops 4. And the way that they handled their, their updates. Like, literally every day, they were putting posts out being like, here's what we're yep. working on. Here's a new patch. It's fixed all this stuff. It's added new content. Um, it's all the changes. And they were doing that every day for, uh, like, a month or two months. Or at least they were doing it for, like, a month solid. And they went to, like, a weekly basis when they are doing their patches. But I was still, like, talking to the, the community. They they started doing that I, I, after, like, a week or two of that I complained about that. But they're yeah. still not, like... The patches are just non-existent. Um, they they did the patch that we talked about. There's recently. zero transparency. Yeah. yeah, and that was like the the really small changes. Like they added an extra second or something to to um, Pathfinder's like one of his abilities or something like that. Like really minute things. They added some extra energy um, uh, weapon stuff, which I like that change. But yeah, they got to start looking at other things like the pistols and. Uh, the Mozambiques and start playing with circle settings. Like, start changing that stuff now. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, they have to get on top of this shit now. Like, not even now. Fuck it, two weeks ago when we were talking about it. Like, honest to God, it was literally weeks ago that we've been talking about this and they have not done fucking shit. Like, yeah. I'll keep playing it, right? But if Firestorm is any fucking good, this one's dead to me. Basically... I've always loved the Battlefield fucking, like, shooting model. Uh, and so if, if it works, like, if they've done their research and made a decent battle royale, I 100% think Apex is in a bunch of trouble. Actually, no, that's not true. People are still going to play Apex. It's free to play. But anyone who owns Battlefield, they're going to play fucking Firestorm. Like, if it's good, obviously. Mm. But, Yeah. I don't know. I've got no faith that DICE will fucking roll out the fucking updates uh, any fucking faster. So yeah, They're usually the same as well. <laughs> they do monthly updates. For their the content. whole thing's fucking... It's so fucking cooked. You, it doesn't, like... I know, I know it's a fucking strain, but 
the system doesn't work that way, right? For, if you wanna if you wanna play Fortnite's game, right, then you can't just do your old shit while copying a few of of their moves, right? Like it's yeah, it's it's like in a sport when one team changes the fucking meta. If you want to compete with them, you can't keep playing the old meta. Mm-hmm. You have to fucking adapt. And then once you've mastered that meta, you can try and do something else, right? You can try to make it your own your own thing. But until then, everyone's playing fucking goats until we see something different, right? Like that's just it. Or you know, back in the days of fucking Rat Dota, everyone who wants to win is just going to play Raptor or whatever the fuck, right? That's how it has to be until you fucking mastered it. And then you can try something different or, you know, I mean, obviously in esports cases, the devs can do something about it, but that's like, that's not the case here. This is, this is beyond that. The meta of like launching a fucking games as a service is not something that the devs can come in and fucking lean on with patches. Like this is, Real life, sadly, those patches don't exist. Yeah. So yeah, you just got to fucking adapt, adapt, and get it done. And yeah, like I said, it doesn't matter if they're functionally meaningless. It it is to me about the communication, right? About keeping your community fucking engaged and talking to you. Uh, it does. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're fucking like it's bad. It's negative feedback because you can come back and. And B, all oh. uh This week, we're reverting the Mozambique changes because you didn't like them, but we are also doing this and this and this. And then the week after, you can be like, we're, you know, reverting blah, blah, but we're keeping this. And people feel like they're on, along for the fucking ride. Mm. And you've got data to back up your, your moves and all that kind of stuff. And you can say that shit. Nobody ever fucking says this shit. I don't understand why, like, why nobody's ever fucking just Rainbow open. does it. Yeah, Rainbow's probably, like, the, Dota, the best example of the people it? who are fucking actually open. But they weren't for ages. I mean, it's taken, it took them fucking three years before they started actually, tell, like, explaining this shit. Yeah, Dota does it. Like, Dota's obviously unbelievably comprehensive but it's for massive fucking dorks so it doesn't count i'm talking about <laughs> cool games for cool people obviously um <laughs> did you see anna's back i did <laughs> I, I commented on uh the twitter announcement i'm like oh it's like michael jordan's coming back from another stint in baseball i guess um seriously I think he's been getting Michael Jordan or John Farnham. Pick one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the Eagles, another Eagles reunion tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, played a bit of Apex on the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Still fun. Still but good. Yeah. If it just winds up being us and like what uh 57 other sweaty nerds who is who are diehards it's gonna get pretty fucking old pretty quick i mean we're having some pretty rough games on the weekend where like either we would land 1000 percent alone or we would land with seven fucking other teams on top of us and it was just a fucking crapshoot like you can't win that game if you are the second i've said it before if you're the second team in and there's still five teams left to come 
you're just not going to win, right? Like, there's the, you don't have the fucking resources. The yeah. the sustain doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, loot table change is the one thing they need to work on. Yeah, like more loot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many times did we fucking land somewhere? And I distinctly remember one specific example of landing at fucking water treatment, and we landed. And I had a fucking Mozambique and the other, like, I think only one of us, one other person had a fucking gun. The other person didn't. And then I shot my pointless fucking Mozambique into the other, like, the first player I saw. And they're, like, pink purple armor. And they shoot me with a fucking R301. I'm like, how the fuck does this happen? Right? Like, I'm, I'm rocking a fucking... Mozambique for three of us. Nobody's got any fucking armor, and these cunts are uh, fully geared already. Like, how the fuck? But it's like, you know, that is the that is the RNG game. That's the yeah. the game you play. But there should be more than enough at a high tier loot area to fucking get a gun between the like three guns between the fucking three of us. Like, hmm. it shouldn't be fucking your turn with the Mozambique. Your th- turn to throw fucking wet paper at the wall do nothing to these fucking pricks are already in fucking full armor hmm. it just yeah the whole con- the concept of high tier loot is moot in so many fucking instances in that fucking on that map like it's just a fucking straight out lie hmm. holy shit the amount of times I've landed there or uh where's the other one swamps apparently high tier loot uh but Swamps covers like fucking 16 kilometers of fucking <laughs> swampy area and trees and shit. So to actually get to the loot, you got to fucking spend like six minutes going through every fucking house. Mm. Yeah. Like it just, it feels like a real crotch punch when they don't put enough loot down in a single area. I saw a fucking hilarious video of someone who opened one of those fucking loot crates and the only thing in there uh was a was it like a, a Mozambique and nothing else? Like <laughs> this fucking entire crate for just one gun that nobody wants. Yeah. I've definitely opened a couple where it's just been a, a shield cell or something. And I'd always pick up a shield cell, but like I'm like, well cool. I'm glad that's not the first crate I came across because fuck. Like I'd be completely boned. I'd basically just be holding on to a shield cell for a moment so that before someone came along and took it from me. Yeah. I don't know. I like... Yeah. I've definitely been getting saltier in games uh, over the last week, I think. Just because I don't think I should, like, just keep winding up losing games where I don't think I should be losing. You know? Mm. Like, double queuing in with some fucktard who somehow gets the jump master and immediately dives us straight down or whatever. Like, that kind of stuff. Just, it feels really bad. A, a really bad way to lose. Hmm. That's the problem. You know, I guess we're winding up in a situation where I'm feeling more and more like the art, like because the loot tables are piss poor in some locations, I'm feeling more and more like I'm getting, I'm just distinctly losing the dice rolls. Yeah. It's bad RNG where there's literally nothing I could have done. It's not like I could have played it better right i landed at the end of the fucking drop uh and 
rolled some dice and they came up natural one because two other fucking teams had decided to do the same thing. Uh, I couldn't see him because I'm Jumpmaster. We're going to land first. So I'm doing that correctly, right? Uh, maybe my teammates haven't correctly informed me that we're about to get fucking jumped on. Whatever. That's not, you know, that's not on me. So as far as I can tell, I've done the right thing. Jumped at a point where I will land first at a location where it's unlikely that people will be and ostensibly has high tier loot. Right? We're coming from the north. I jump a water treatment. Roll a one. Two other teams. Okay. Land. Roll another one. I The first fucking thing I open has like shield cells and energy ammo. No guns. A knockdown shield. <laughs> yeah. A knockdown shield. A white knockdown shield. Uh, okay. Cool. Roll another one. Next one I open up has a Mozambique. Still no armor. Still no other gun. Okay, fine. And then I turn a fucking corner and this dude's rolled nothing but fucking natural 20s and he's already in gold armor. He's got a fucking, like, fully kitted peacekeeper and I'm just fucking, like, cool. Well, I guess I'm done, right? Like, there's not much I can do. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's Battle Royale, right? That's... That is Battle Royale, but, it, like, it, it doesn't have to yeah, be like that. they need that. to... They can sort the loot table out so there's enough stuff for everybody. You can make it so that rolling six natural ones in a row can't happen because everything's got a fucking plus three modifier on it or some shit. So at least I'm going to wind up like getting some fucking armor and an R99 or something like, yeah. R99 is actually a pretty high roll, to be honest. That gun's fucking, that gun beasts. I use that on 301. I've been like missing out. I'd sort of written it off as like a slightly better alternator, but it's way better than that. It is. It's a lazy it gun. Slams, yeah. It's sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yep. Yep. All right. Should we keep on going? Um. So, what else you got here? We played some more Rainbow. Rainbow Six Siege. Um. Was this out last week? Or oh, we played a little bit of it, I think. Yeah, we played a little bit last week. Like, it had only just come out, I think. Or like, the Tuesday or Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the launch party? Fuck. Yeah, we did. But we... Yeah, but it was coming out... Because we recorded Thursday last week. And we hadn't had a chance to play it all that much. Yeah, we played a little bit. I know bit. that, for sure. Um, yeah, we played that. This a bunch over the weekend. and Yeah, we played a bit more. Yeah, just purely I Outback. think directly after the podcast last week. Yeah, we were just queuing into Outback. Essentially, they ended up fun. fixing the um, the matchmaking region bug. There was the data center where it was just putting yeah. people in random data centers. Um, it got to the point where we were just quitting out of games because we were ending up with like two hundred and twenty ping or something like that. It was it was honest to god unplayable, like and like just straight up not fun. Uh, Especially in a game yeah. where like you don't take that much damage it's, yeah two bullets away from dying getting like yeah peaked. if you get headshot that's pretty much it. Ugh, it's the fucking worst um yeah so that was that was a bummer for a little while but it was still like a good showcase of what, what was to come uh eventually yeah they fixed that up and we we're playing regulars and i was having a lot of fun i mean 
It's clear that Rainbow is one of those games where, uh, like, one really good player can do a lot of work for a team. I do that, uh, yeah. It's it's quite hard sometimes. Here we go. There was one dude on like that we kept getting matched up against, who was he's taking it very seriously. He was. He was like uh, fucking it, peeking windows and jumping out of fucking like like playing outside the map. It's like oh man, like I just fucking hate dudes that do that. They're just like all right, peek a window, but when they're actually coming outside and like yeah. spending literally fucking fifteen seconds outside, it's like come on. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's super lame. I still agree with like the idea that they should take tick damage the entire time they're outside, or at the very least, as soon as they're spotted, they should be they should start taking basically like ten damage, like fucking grid uh, gridlocks track stinger level damage every single fucking tick that they're outside. Hmm. That's that's my honest one hundred percent belief, and you can turn it off for competitive if you honest like really truly believe that uh that it's like a vital play system but no fuck it i hate it i hate it in casual it's Hmm. yeah and we murdered this guy a lot like pretty much i think he did it once and then every time he tried to do it after that he just got fucking annihilated yeah but it's just the fact that you have to watch for that every single match like it's, uh, it's, it's just yeah it's like tedious it's boring it's so dull, and like I don't know why you're doing it. Are you is are you trying to watch a YouTube or something? You're trying to get back to your YouTube as quick as possible, so you'll duck out and see if you can get some bullshit quick kills or whatever. Like I just, I just don't get it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's horseshit. But um, Outback's a great map. I think I think it's an awesome map. Um, there's like the visual distinction that you were talking about when you went to Six Invitational is so fucking helpful for quickly learning how the map works um and yeah yeah there's the there's that and there's like the i think it's got like a lot of character a lot of aussie character that really comes across uh in it like it was fun to make fun of the the quirks early on but uh yeah like (laughs) i but like i've played a couple of games and they're like oh this is just like randos are just like oh this is just making fun of australians oh this is a travesty oh blah 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 and i'm always like up on up in chat myself defending it i'm like it's fucking it's proper un-australian to whine about something not representing australian correctly because i'm pretty sure australia's like nationally recognized favorite piece of entertainment media international media with australia in it is the simpsons episode where they come to australia and that is 1000 percent a piss take a 22 minute long piss take Hmm. and i think it's extremely australian to be all about the piss take uh this doesn't really take the piss in my opinion um yeah it does remind me of some like terrible servos out in the desert that i've been to um maybe a little bit more a little bit grander than the average one but uh, i could definitely see it being like a risol slash servo type situation um yeah so it's a good map uh mozzie and gridlock are fucking they're good operators yeah they're both good uh i don't think either is necessarily essential i think mozzie will be in pro unless they nerf him 
I don't think he is. Um, I don't like. I think he's great to have, but yeah, I, don't, I just don't think he brings that much extra to the table. It's just a like couple extra cameras, really. Yeah, but like it's an information game in Rainbow, and if you yeah. can get three cameras, it's not even just about stealing cameras from other people, like denying them information. It's about stealing cameras and then giving yourself even more information because you can use them in hallways, and it's like a it's like having. Couldn't a you just shoot the cameras and put off some Valk cams? Why not have Valk and Mozzie? Like all the information. Yeah, it's. I think he's huge. I and I think that that uh, gridlock is interesting because um, I think she's viable for for um, competitive, but also like she's a fun character to play in casual. Like she's not like a. I don't know, man. Like, I don't like... I don't think I've ever played Vigil maybe twice. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. to me, is not... Um, like, in pros, pro scenes, like, if you want to play a competitive ranked match, yeah, probably. But for a casual game, I'm just like, oh, whatever. Like, mm, yeah, not my thing. <laughs> um, yeah, like, her tracks thing is... They they hurt. They, I think, need to be I think nerfed. they'll get nerfed, yeah. Um, but... Um, they spread out huge. They make like quality noise, uh, and I reckon her as a retake, like operative or a counter retake operative rather, uh, huge. I'd love to. I'd love to see like them bring her in on someone like Garage on Consulate. Drop the fucking drop the diffuser and then just surround it with fucking track stingers. Yeah. Because the amount of effort you'd have to put in to do something about it, you'd either have to specifically save an impact grenade. Like, I think you would literally have to save an impact grenade to make yourself a path in uh, because, like, the valuable seconds that you'll, you'll waste trying to destroy them otherwise will turn it into, like, just a nightmare. Hmm. Um, which is cool. Like, I reckon that's really cool, but I I don't think we'll see her. She's not like an auto pick. No, no, so many awesome attackers. Um, but she's like a really valuable addition to the the roster. Mozzie, I honestly think is as essential as Valk. Like, I don't think you'd have both Mm. is what I'm saying. And like, I do think, I think Valk gets picked a lot, right? She gets banned quite a bit as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you'll, we'll see like probably share in some of those, those picks, uh, cause you know, he's, they're both two twos, right? So they're both like fill a really similar fucking space. He's probably a bit more suited to anchors while Valk's a bit more suited to roamers mm-hmm. and that's probably it, right? Like, yeah, that's the way I see it. The, the only way I, yeah. see, I think gridlock, the only way they nerf, I don't think like I'm sort of up undecided about that nerf of lowering the damage because the, the way lesion works is that his, his, um, his goo mines are invisible. Whereas gridlocks, you like, you can see them. If you yeah. stand on it, it's your fault. And, and for me playing as much as we did, I maybe have taken a total of 20 damage on gridlock tracks. Like I've se- I've always seen them. So I think maybe they just leave the high damage there. Cause I think it's 10 
per tick. Yeah, it is. Which I think is probably fine because they're things that you can see. If you end up walking into them, it's probably your own fault. Or you did it on purpose because you don't care about them. Yeah, so um, and maybe if they lower it too much, then they just become like... They're, they're not even worth the damage yeah, right. anymore. Yeah. And that's true. Because the, the big part of them is the the noise. Like that's... Or, or area denial. Because yep. you've got to stop and think about it. And um, I think that's more important than the damage taking aspect. So I think leaving the damage is probably okay. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say? A couple of, got a couple of stinger kills though. Oh, did you? Yeah. Right. Did you do the one where you shoot it? You shoot out the top floors and then you throw them down on the bomb site, uh, like the hatches. Yeah, or, or just like shoot tons. shoot like holes in the ground, and then I've tried them that. In doorways or I have tried that and not been able to get them th- between the slats. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't really practiced it that much. I tried it a couple of times. I did have one where it landed. And it's sort of like in a really goofy way. So that it actually spread out underneath the... I was on the second floor. It spread out on the second floor, mm. but it was underneath the floor. Oh, right. Like the bits in between. Yeah. Because there's generally so, two layers. Yeah. It was doing damage. It was invisible. <laughs> nice. Sadly, it was it was not U- that much useless. help. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was not in a great spot, but uh, yeah, it was it was doing damage and was invisible, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it's um it's a good update. Apparently, there's some glitches, more glitches that like neither of us experienced. You were talking about sound problems. I I didn't have sound glitches. Yeah, problems. I I wasn't having them. Uh, I was tracking what the pros were saying about the game, and they were having sound glitches quite a bit. Apparently, um, I'm not sure what it's related to. But yeah, it was happening, which is annoying. I mean, they uh, put in a while back the updates where the sound sort of travels around walls. You know, they they put that in. I don't know if it's related to something like that, whereas they're having weird issues where it sounds like someone's coming from somewhere. No, they were like losing all sound altogether. Right, yeah. Which is, yeah, not great. And there's, yeah, there's apparently a couple other glitches that have been introduced, but it's, it happens, right? Like, yeah. Right. It's out there. They'll fix it. Uh, I fully believe they will. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good update. And yeah, having used um, Mozzie on a couple of the other maps as well, like Mozzie and Gridlock on a couple of the other maps, they're like, there's some utility, there's some awesome utility there. Hmm. Um, what's the, what's the Japanese one? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck, Gridlock's awesome on that one, eh? So fucking good. Because uh, it's a lot of narrow hallways. Hmm. Uh, so you can basically just shut off a couple of, like, clear routes for people. To, and to the, run, the, yeah. Yeah, to try and get back to you are hardcore fucking tricky. I found tricky. a few places. Thanks, what? thanks, Google. Shut up. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. What else was I saying? Oh yeah, and Mozzie. Yeah, I think Mozzie's just fun to play. As I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to check if and see if I can use that clip. I'm making a. Uh, I'm doing a preview <laughs> update for IGN, and there's a clip of me sitting there like fiddling around with Mozzie's like reload animation because he does this like hand flick 
so that he throws the fucking clip away yeah. uh, and then chucks the next one and it's very slick um, and I'm doing it and then this like the last attacker like fucking balls in while I'm just shooting at a wall doing like reload animations and comes around and I like just fucking pop him uh, in a second mm. but yeah Luke's sitting there going vagina vagina <laughs> the whole time so uh yeah it's it's not great uh and then the other bit the replay because it's it, like it was the last kill of the round so we got the the full kill cam yeah um yeah luke's in there like oh i thought you were recording video so i was trying to wreck it like, <laughs> you wrecked this one too dickhead so yeah hopefully hopefully we can use that because <laughs> it's magical yeah. I love it to bits it's my favourite thing but there is someone yelling vagina over the top of it if we can't I'm just going to tweet it tweet it because I don't give just a fuck just cut the sound out there you go fuck that <laughs> re-record um, the sound yeah anyway good stuff yeah alright um, what we got here until dawn yeah the the old game yeah okay right um so bandersnatch came out on netflix a while ago and after we finished it my wife was fucking all about it she loved it uh and i'm like it's pretty average <laughs> yeah, sorry being, below being average. a fucking game dork i'm like eh. it's like it's good but it's been done better and she's like oh can we play <laughs> it being done better you're like let's start off at the bottom here let's play some some david cage first <laughs> let's prepare you <laughs> oh man no it should be like this is amazing oh my gosh david cage ever did um so yeah i i last sunday basically all we did all day we played through until dawn from start to finish uh with me playing and her making the choices uh and so basically yeah, it was literally a case of, hey, what, what do you want to do? And she would have to pick one or the other. Uh, and in a few few cases, she got too flustered and I just made the choice for her, like twice. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, a few things I didn't really pay attention to last time because uh, I didn't play it all in one sitting. Mm. But uh, first of all, that game, you know that sound of... Uh, Snow crunching under boots. Mm. Oh, I can't do it. I can't handle it. It's the same with like soft sand on your feet. I can't fucking handle it. It's like, it is legit like fucking nails on a chalkboard for me. It is the fucking, and until the one has fucking stacks of it, Uh, which is not great. The sound design altogether in that game is pretty bad. There are some people who legit sound like they fucking phoned it in. Um, Like like Academy Award winner Rami Malik. (laughs) (laughs) There is like there are some scenes where he definitely was in a sound booth recording his lines, and there are some scenes where he was definitely on the fucking phone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> calling that shit in. I cannot believe how bad it is in some situations. Um, but yeah, uh, so those two things. Eh. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, Stella, like fantastic, uh, like. Even better playing with someone who hadn't seen it before, had no idea what was coming. Like, 
was sitting there and she was like, it was like watching Game of Thrones with her, mm. having read all the books. Like, I'm not going to know what's coming up in the next season, but I knew what was in most of the others. Uh, like, and I'd be like, oh, I know what's going on. But she's sitting there like, oh, I bet this is, this is happening. Oh, I bet this is what it is. And I'm like, awesome. Very cool. Um, and yeah, she she doesn't make choices the same way I do, uh, which led to a lot of those kids fucking dying, like straight up dying. Because um, I'm making choice, I make choices sort of like based on how I believe uh, it would be written, hmm. so that the outcomes, like I I want my outcomes to be as positive as possible. Yeah. So I make choices based on how I fit. I figure that's how I played it through it the first time. Um, and I saved four, five, right? Save five. Uh, I think I lost one, or I think it, I lost Jessica. Maybe. How, no, you, you can't. I don't think you. If you lost Jessica, you had to lose Matthew. Uh, I think. I can't remember. I think maybe it was two. Yeah, Matthew's the hardest one to fucking save as far as far as who's I know. Matthew? Which one's that? Uh, the- Emily's new boyfriend. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> the black guy. Oh, the black guy. Okay. <laughs> I can't, still can't remember. <laughs> uh, he is super hard to save, um, which is pretty fucking horror movie trope. But um, is he the one down yeah. in the caves? Yeah, right. You know, I, I think I saved him. You reckon? I have to. I don't know, man. I, I feel like I, le- I one or two at the most. I lost. After we finished, we looked up what you had to do to save all of them, uh, and. I was basically just going through and like marking yeah. all the places where her decisions directly led to someone's death. Um, there are like four critical fail points for Matthew, and one of them appears like it does not have any fucking. It doesn't follow logical reason. Hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely real easy to lose that dude. Um, Jessica is. Oh, she was so close to living. She's so close. Did you take but, the uh, the the route where you've got to um, go down the snow and you can either be like really careful or go through it really quickly? Every single fucking time there was an option to take it careful or take it slow, my wife picked the fucking uh, the hairier version. Right. She's like, you can do all the quick time events. You won't fail a quick time events. <laughs> I'm like, could we just climb this fucking wall like sane people instead of fucking Tom Cruise jumping for some shit for once? Like, just <laughs> once. I would love to not have to be like, oh, God. I didn't fail any of the quick time events. They're like, they were never all that difficult as quick time events go, but uh, like, it doesn't hard fail you if you press the wrong button. So you can sort of just cram your fucking hand into the whole thing if you need to but holy shit it was still like yeah she was she was going ham on making me do all the hard shit right yeah rough um but yeah so there was that um yeah 
It's a, it's just a really good, it's a good game. Like it's a genuinely interesting and entertaining game. Um, and yeah, she really like, she agreed way better than Bandersnatch. Um, and yeah, she wants something else like it, but there, in my opinion, isn't really anything like it. Like nothing to, nothing at that same level, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? I think that's one it of the best examples. Well, it's got that, 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 it's that perfect, like, nexus point between, like, cinematic, so that she can sort of watch it happen, and, like, meaningful choices. Hmm. Um, whereas a lot of, like, other interactive fiction is not terribly cinematic and stuff, which I don't think she'll necessarily go for. But yeah, she's like, she's been playing 80 days and stuff. So it's not to say she doesn't like have any interest in interactive fiction. I just don't think in most cases, uh, it will have the same impact as until Dawn did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, they're, aren't they working on a, an anthology series? Those guys, Are they? I thought they were. Because they did some of the, um, like, we've talked about some of their other games on here, and not, they weren't as good. There was the, um, the like, detective one with the phone. That, yeah. That was, yep. that was them. Um, yeah. But I feel like they are doing uh, an anthology horror series. All right. As well. Okay. Unless that's a different company, but I thought it was them. Yeah. Well, yeah. What I'd love to do is get, like, because I would love Until Dawn with that phone system, right? I think you'd still need someone on Playing, control, yeah. but I would love it to have the phone system to make the... And then Multiple I'd love people, to get, like, yeah. fucking heaps of people around to, to make the decision mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, because, yeah, I think that would be... I think, yeah. Never played Until Dawn as a party game, but I think it'd be hilarious. Like, super entertaining. Yeah. So... Maybe that's what they're going for with this anthology thing, if I'm remembering correctly. Because Until Dawn is still like a six to eight hour game, right? Is that how long it is? It looks like 10 hours. Oh, okay. I don't... Yeah. My, um, my, I don't know if I talk about it. My partner played it last year. Um, yeah. Yeah, and she really enjoyed it. She she played through it herself and just sat on it for the weekend. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I just don't remember how long it was. Yeah, it must be 10 hours. Yeah, I think it could get longer. The moment... Like, when it ended... Uh, she was immediately, she said immediately, okay, let's go again. I'm like, A, it's seven o'clock and nine. <laughs> and we haven't eaten. And B, um, no, are you fucking crazy? I don't, like, I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be a fucking giant knot of fucking nerves if you make me go through every fucking quick time event in that game again. Um, yeah, instead we just, we spent like a full hour watching on YouTube all the different like the best ending that she could have gotten and all that kind of stuff, uh, the secret endings and yeah, going through all the critical fail points to see exactly how certain people died. Um, she would have been, she would have saved four, uh, but she fucked up right at the end, uh, which was a bummer. She could have gotten away with the, yeah, like four people alive. Did you, yeah, did you she, fail the bit where you have to, not move the controller. <laughs> I found one of those, uh, but not right at the end. I sort of, I'd forgotten about one of them, but right at the end, I knew it was coming up. So I sort of had my fucking controller sitting like next to the armchair, like on my sofa. 
And so as soon as it popped up, I was able to put it down and then just not move it. Because anytime I hold it and try to not move it, I move it 100% of the time. Right. Like, like I'm not able to stay still, apparently. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Hidden Agenda was the one we played last time. It's from Supermassive Games. That was the mobile um, the mobile game. And uh, the right. new one they're working on is called the Dark Pictures Anthology. The first one is called Man of Man of Madden. I don't know. Man of Madden. Don't know. There's no link, so I can look at it. But yeah, that's what they're working on. Right. I think that was the. Uh, was it something where you're in a boat? I feel like I remember the trailer. If it was that game, some sort of know. giant ship. Anyway, man, if they're doing like that sort of until dawn stuff with anthology like smaller smaller bits and yeah man i'm all for it that that game was really good yeah hell yeah hell yeah well, i right. feel like i don't know i think it was in my top five one year i don't know if it was in yours i think it was yeah i think it was no it wasn't in mine no, it was probably close i feel like because mm. i know you enjoyed it yeah yep all right what else we got here that you want to talk about world of tanks front lines Play this at went to World like uh, Wargaming Sydney's offices uh, the other day and um, yeah played some of this. Um, they're relaunching it, so it's like they're they're doing it so that it's always like they're doing it for a full season type thing now, and you can earn you can actually earn tanks by playing it, uh, which is not something that they've done before, I believe. Um, and yeah, uh, they're not great tanks in my opinion that you earn uh but i'm not super fucking tank boy so i don't know everything um but yeah you basically front lines is the 30 v 30 massive map mode that i was playing when it launched last year mm-hmm. uh we talked about it back then uh, a bit i'm sad to say that it is still woefully lopsided in favor of attackers uh, I've won a couple of games as defenders. I I don't know what it is, but I seem to keep getting put on the defender's side. And it just, it feels, feels like loss is inevitable when you're on the defender's side. It's designed in such a way that makes it unbelievably unfair towards the defenders. The amount of t- extra time attackers get uh, makes it really difficult for defenders to hold out just a, a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get like an extra two minutes or I think it's extra four minutes once an entire like belt is finished. So to realizing now that not everyone will remember what I was talking about a year ago. So, <laughs> well, the tanks, tank game, everyone is a tank. Uh, generally, if you die, you can't respawn. So you go start a new game. Um, it's been described as sort of Counter-Strike with tanks. It is, that is sort of, an accurate description but it you know there's it's not the full picture uh, you know there's a lot of it's it's a very nerdy game about knowing a lot about tanks and knowing the best ways to destroy a tank uh, which you'll never ever use again um, and yeah it's populated by World War 2 tanks largely by World War 2 tanks um or like the tanks that came out close to World War Two, and yeah, you wind up, you know, you level up, go through these tech trees, build into new tanks. There's tiers. Um, tanks can't fight tiers more than 
two above or below them. So if you've got a tier seven, you won't find anything above tier nine. You won't find anything below tier five. Uh, invariably, if you're a tier seven, you will almost always be fighting tier nines. Um, same goes for tier eights. Uh, tier 10 is the highest tier that they've got. Frontlines is a 30v30 version of this where you can respawn, but you respawn into another tank, not the same tank that you're in. So if you're in a Tiger 2, uh, which is my favorite tier 8 tank, uh, when that Tiger 2 dies, you will respawn into a different tank, one of your other tanks. I've got a couple. Um, so I would respawn into my Scorpion G. Uh, or something else, right? And it would take time for that Tiger 2 to be repaired so that it could be respawned into. If you only have the one tank, the one T8, you can't respawn. you got to wait until that tank is repaired. I think it takes five minutes. Um, it's pretty, like, it's rough. That, that bit of it is rough, but it incentivizes you to have as many fucking tanks as you can. Uh which I guess is their money-making scheme. Um, yeah, the map itself is huge. I think it's the, it's the largest map they've ever had. It's basically nine other maps stuck on top of one another. Nine. I want to use nine. Nine other maps, yeah. <laughs> and you can drive wherever the fuck you want. Like, you can go from one diagonal to the other whenever you like. Um, the way it works is it's got a front... So you've got hmm. at the start, it's sort of like rush yeah. in battlefield. Yeah. You've got like point A, point B, point C, uh, and you've got to capture point A so that you can go capture point D so that you can go destroy three objectives. So there's five objectives. You got to destroy three of them. Um, you can't get to the objectives before you've cleared a path through the line. So you've got to kill A and D, or you got to kill B and E, or C and F. Uh, if you kill A, B, and C, you get... Uh, sorry, if you kill A, you get a two-minute bonus. Mm -hmm. Same goes for B and C and D and E and F. But if you kill A, B, and C, you get a four-minute bonus. Same for D, E, and F. And then, uh, yeah, you're able to slam your way into the objectives. Uh, there's... Once, once a point has been lost, once A has been lost, any defenders in A have 60 seconds to get out of that quadrant. Uh, before they are just bombed to death, um, like they just straight up die. So it's sort of like the fallback mechanic, except instead of being visible everywhere, yeah. which is how Battlefield Five does it, uh, you you're just killed. Uh, which is a desperately unfair mechanic on defenders, and part of why it like you are severely punished yep. for being a defender because it means that you like if you are just shy of the cap. Or even, like, yeah, if you're, like, next to the cap, uh, next to A cap, and they manage to secure it, you have 60 seconds to get out or your tank is dead. Which means it takes it takes 60 seconds for a heavy tank to drive that distance. Full B, B line. Like, no fucking... No turning, like just fucking straight line, straight out of the fucking zone. It takes sixty seconds, yeah, uh, to to cover that distance. So you have to disengage immediately mm. and get the fuck out. What this translates to in practice is players who don't want to lose their fucking tank, not actually pushing the cap. 
because they're for, like if the attacking team is on the cap and over halfway, no right? You you don't push the cap because you're just going to lose your tank because you'll never be able to get out in time because you'll have to get out under fire while getting tracked. You might lose the tank anyway, so fuck it. You may as well just retreat now. Yeah, which makes it unbelievable. Like. So, of course, the defenders lose points constantly. And then the, the attackers get two extra fucking minutes. Uh, and, yeah, it, like, it just, it's totally lopsided in that manner. That all of the advantage is on the attackers' team. They've done nothing to fix that, even though, like, everyone said it was this way a year ago. So, it just feels like a fucking coin flip when you get into a game. To sit, like, you wonder whether or not you're going to wind up on the fucking winning side or the losing side, because the losing side is almost always the defenders. The only time the attackers lose is if you can, if you've got two caps being defended by people who are happy to sacrifice a fucking tank to make sure it stays, then you'll probably, probably win as a defender. Because, but that's not that's not that's not like a balancing thing. That's because you've got players who know how to play front lines, or know how to play an objective. Mm-hmm. And because it's you know randos, it's more than likely like attackers. If if everyone on the attackers team is a dipshit and everyone on the defenders team is a dipshit, then the attackers will usually win. But if you've got competent players on one side that team will be able to win if it's all dipshits on the other side if you've got competent players on the attacker side and you're doing your best to hold defenders you're still gonna fucking lose yeah every time i've won as a defender and it's like three times it has been essentially uh like the hardest fucking game i've ever played and it's (laughs) it's quite rewarding but it is literally like there's luck involved as well. I mean, there's RNG in how much damage you do, uh, and I think maybe in penetration rolls and stuff like that. So like there's RNG in World of Tanks. So yeah, I'm sure the fucking you know Lady Luck decided to make up for some of my shitty dice rolls landing at water treatment in Apex. Right. Uh, decided to let me fucking high roll some shit in World of Tanks and stuff. (laughs) But, yeah, like, I played it well. I know I played it well. And, yeah, I walk away with, like, a shit ton of XP, a bunch of kills, heaps of damage done. And, yeah, it's like, yeah, that feels pretty good. Like, it shouldn't be that way, though. And there's, like, you will have games where you played it well and did everything right and did all the right things, but... The uh, RNG rolls didn't go your way. Uh, there were competent players on the other team, and you just get your shit pushed in, and you lose. And it's like, well, fuck. There's one of the points that you can hit from basically the other side of the fucking map. Uh, one of the fucking final objectives you can get from like the fucking previous grid. There's just no way to defend that that point without, I think, literally putting your tank in the way of it. Yeah, and like that is literally just sacrificing a tank to nothing basically it's yeah there's it's so easy to be dicked while playing defender in that mode and they've just done nothing to fix it which is really annoying because i enjoy playing it it's just like i played it before this i played it before we recorded this Mm -hmm. Uh, i played another round we won 
Um, I was defender as always. I think I played like one round attacking, a single fucking round attacking, and I played, I think, twelve or thirteen games this season. I just don't know, man. Like, yeah, they they got to rebalance it. Otherwise, it's just yeah, it's it's nobody wants to fucking lose all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I, was, yeah. I was just looking, trying to look it up. How much? How many players are in the normal game? Is it fifteen? Fifteen aside, yeah. Yeah, all right. And so this brings it up to thirty versus thirty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds like the map is very. Um, the way you described it is very like mobile-like, where you've got sort of like two sort of like lanes with two things you've got, you've three got, to, lanes, yeah. you've got to sort of break through and then if you break through that part you can I don't know yeah. you're describing it sound like that's what it sounds like they're sort of going for yeah if you were to think of the cap points as towers uh, and then the objectives at the end were the base then yeah that, that'd, that'd work uh, but there's no opportunity to counterplay there's no opportunity to counterattack yeah um, it's literally just attack first defense and then you requeue and get put on defense again. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, it sounds like the um, they, they, they need to go with the, like hi- maybe highlight your tank if you're outside the objective area after, um, you know, it's moved to the next series of objectives and then just oh, yeah. have it like, that way it's this thing of like, all right, now do you sacrifice a tank to waste time to like have people try and come after you now? Um, yeah. Or something like that. So I actually, I did that successfully. Um, I was in my defender mm. just sort of sitting on a fucking hill uh, right next to, so just outside of, so we lost, I think it was C, the C cap. We lost it. Uh, and I sort of just sat right outside it and started pinging tanks as they came through. And because uh, the defender, defender's a, he- a heavy tank, it's like pretty beastly. It's like, I think it's a premium. Yeah, it is a premium tank and it's sort of overpowered, which is semi path the course with the old premiums. Um, but So the, like, the attackers sent like fucking five tanks at me. Right. Like, they just fucking all streamed in to come and fucking do this single defender because it's hard to pen. Like you don't get a lot. And if you don't pen, you don't do any damage. So I was bouncing shit tons of shots. Uh, like they were just pinging away, which is, was awesome. It's got shit tons of armor. Uh, and they were, yeah, they, were, they killed a bunch of time trying, just trying to kill me. And then by the time they got back on track, hmm. it was too late. Like they, they did kill me. Uh, but by the time they got back on track to go cap, F. Uh, yeah, it was too late. We'd won. Uh, that was, yeah, that was how we won that game. I'm not going to say that me distracting five tanks necessarily won the game, mm. but all the work I did on Cap C beforehand certainly did, uh, like, stopped them from being able to, like, take it for 10 minutes or whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, like, yeah, it felt like I did all the right things and it actually paid off for once. It usually doesn't feel that way. Um, but yeah, if, 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 if I wasn't going to get bombed, I would do the same thing as a defender. I would do the same right. thing, but I wouldn't leave the fucking square. Because it didn't matter that they knew I was there. I was counting on them knowing where I was. Like, it was nice to get a couple of cheap kills and some light tanks early. But, like, yeah. 
if they knew exactly where I was, so be it. Like, that's fine. Uh, they'd still have to come and do something about me or I'd just fucking pound them in the fucking tail. Yeah. I think that way would really, like definitely work. Making you visible yeah. would be a huge fucking, huge change in the way it's balanced. Because um, it'd be, it'd definitely feel like you weren't completely fucked trying to hero stop a, a cap push. Because that's, yeah, like I do that, I do that anyway. Because I've got fuck tons of tanks at tier eight. I've got like a bunch of premiums and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like a huge deal to me. So I can lose a tank trying to hold the cap just one more second and it, it doesn't really hurt me. But like if I um, if I was playing with someone who only had a fucking single tank, I don't blame them from, for not sacrificing their only tank and five more minutes of their time yeah. to try to save the cap, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'll continue to have a look at it, but it just like, yeah, it doesn't, it didn't feel like they made a significant change right? Yeah, that would rectify my problems with it last time. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. All right. What else you got here? Meteorfall. That's a name. It is a, it is a name. It's a phone game. Yeah. It's a phone game, card game. Um, it's awesome. I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about another game called something Slay the Spire. Uh, this is Slay the Spire on the phone. Basically, I'm. I don't know if they deliberately copied the fuck out of it or if it's just a happy coincidence or what. But this is essentially the same thing. It's a deck building game where your entire fucking like you just play through and take fights and try to get the best cards you can, upgrade them and manage your resources so that you've got the best possible deck that you can have to kill the boss at the end. Um, it's awesome. Uh, it works really well. There's a bunch of different characters and each character has its own sort of um, archetype. Uh, so it's it's a little bit more it's simpler than Slay the Spire sure. because Slay the Spire only has the three, and while they do have their own archetypes, uh, there are a bunch of other archetypes within those builds. But it seems to me that there is a winning strategy uh, for Media Four for each character in Media Four more than. In Slay the Spy, the winning strategy is to take the best stuff that you can when you can. In this, it seems more like you would build towards a specific thing. And if you don't get there, you admit that you've probably lost this run. So, for example, the first one that I... Like, the first character I won around with... uh, I played a couple of times, it didn't work out, but then I struck upon a strategy where I was building towards having skeletons sure. in my deck. And when you play a skeleton card, um, it inserts something into the enemy's deck. So they they also draw, like, you play cards, as, but they also have a deck of cards that they play from. So it's like card versus card. If you put a bunch of skeletons into their deck, 
and every time they play a card, they just play the skeleton. The skeleton gets played straight away, and it does damage. So you're not doing direct damage to them. You're sort of doing this passive damage, but you're also taking away one of their card, like their turns, and you're filling their deck with shit, a bunch of yeah. useless shit. Yeah, that they that is literally just going to hurt them. Um, so yeah, the strategy for that one was to get us like I'm like okay fuck that I'm gonna try again and all I'm gonna do is get skeletons like I'm gonna get as many fucking skeletons as I can just shit that I can fill their fucking deck with and when yeah I managed to do that and I won uh, it worked out quite well um, there's like other minor thing uh, things you have to like manage like your own health uh, and your stamina and stuff uh, when you play a card it's worth stamina or it's worth a spell charge and so you have to manage how many spell charges your skeletons have because if you run out of that you can't play the card at all and then you're pretty fucked um so yeah there's there's other cards that you put into your deck to manage that sort of stuff like give you back stamina give you back spell charges stuff like that but otherwise yeah i was just building towards getting as many fucking skeletons as possible Mm. and yeah, there were like there. Were, I think the boss died. Uh, in a, like it could not. It literally could not do any damage to me. Like I played fucking. I think it was like something like eleven skeletons into his deck straight away, and it, it like for its first fucking turn, it just drew my skeletons and just fucking ate shit. And then the second turn. I put another fucking eight skeletons into its hand. So it's, its deck was basically just skeletons. Like, non-stop fucking skeletons. And there's other, like... It was cool. Like, it felt like I'd solved some dumb riddle where I just murdered this shit with skeletons. And then there's other ones where you set it up to, like... Set it up so that it'll just never be able to attack at all because you've sapped all its stamina or something like that. Like... I had one where every time I attacked it, I would take away some of its stamina and it needed stamina to be able to play cards. Uh, So it would have to play, like, it would have to pass on cards to build stamina. But I had, like, if it got to zero stamina, it would take a shit ton of damage. And so I was just sort of setting up all these failure spots for the AI enemies to, to fall upon and then I'd fuck them. Hmm. Uh, I'd be able to do enough damage to kill them. Uh, there's like a regular dude where basically the entire strategy is to just pound them into the fucking dirt as quickly as possible. Uh, I finished like the run with him. It was probably my quickest because shit was dying first turn, like immediately I was doing way more than their total health pool in um, like the space of no time at all where it gets interesting is managing your deck as a whole you want to make sure you've got the right amount of cards uh because if you have too many cards if you have like pointless cards you'll never get to that perfect card you need right if i had a bunch of stuff that allow me that would allow me to refill like if i had fucking six cards that would allow me to refill spell charges so that my skeletons would have enough spell charges. That'd be great, but I'd never, I'm not like, if I draw a fucking four of those in a row, then I didn't do any damage that turn. I'm, I'm probably going to die. Right. But so I, I, you know, you wind up with like, I want to have a deck of about like 10 or 11 cards. I want like 
eight of them to be my primary damage dealing situation. The rest will be managing how I go about doing that. So managing stamina or managing spell mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. And that's that's the that's the game. It's about building the best possible deck. So yeah, it's just about knowing the cards and knowing how to build that deck. It's a lot of fucking fun. And there's like daily challenges where they have like modifiers and stuff, like start off with extra money or there was there was a really good one where any item you equipped uh, sorry, any item you had in your hand was automatically equipped. So you can get like armor or a sword and you have to play that card to equip it into your hand. And then when you've got the sword equipped, you do one extra damage, right? Hmm. But this this uh, modifier made it so that if you had like six fucking swords in your hand, they're all auto-equipped. So you're doing plus six damage right out out of the fucking gate. And uh, so, yeah, it was just an interesting, like, sort of different play experience where you were, yeah, like, seeing how goofy you could get your equipment situation to be uh, as opposed to maybe playing the best possible way because you were, well, not being able to overwhelm everything just by sheer, um, like, amount of damage that you can put out, stuff like that. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. All right. It's awesome. Cool. It's called uh, Meteor Fall. Meteor Fall, yeah. All right. Uh, what else is here? Objects in space. Yeah. So um, we're talking about this coming out a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Uh, by Flat Earth Games, our friends Alyssa and Lee. Uh, it's out. I figured I'd jump in and have a look at where it's come because, you know, I like I was saying, I played it in early access, but I haven't played it since. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's come quite a long way. Uh, they refined a lot of the startup situation so that you've got a way better understanding of what the fuck you're doing. Um, they, they still haven't allowed you to, like, reconfigure, like, fully reconfigure your controls, which is annoying as fuck, but uh, sort of get used to it after enough time uh mostly i just want to be able to use wasd for a lot of my ship control shit and space as my like enter button sure but uh it seems like enter being hard-coded to the the enter key seems like it's sort of locked in place because i can't seem to unfucking unfuck that one uh so i instead have to play with the direction keys oh, old so school I can, yeah very old school so i've got my <laughs> keyboard shifted all the way across my fucking all my all the way across my desk so i play this game properly yeah, use the page up and page down to look up and down uh sadly there's no need to do that but uh <laughs> or sadly um thankfully but yeah um it's good i uh i just play it like it's it's a good space trucking right like it it is exactly what i said it was uh, a couple of weeks ago this this sort of sub game um like submarine game in space um yeah you just sort of you take stuff from one place and you sell it another and it's like just a buy low sell high sort of space trucking game um what's cool about it is that there's a lot 
of other stuff going on in this world is like factions like uh different like areas have different politics and stuff like that and you're sort of going into places where like for example they've outlawed booze altogether in one sector uh, so you know like f- from a world building point of view it's really interesting uh to see the way this like society that's completely cut off from earth has evolved but from a space trucking magnate fucking point of view you're like i can bootleg some fucking booze into this place then right like i make some money out of this shit like it's got to be more expensive if it's outlawed stuff like that like you it rewards you for learning more about the world and become like learning how to live within its its limits uh by incentivizing you through the reward scheme of the game itself which is cool Hmm. um it is like you got to be about that space truck in life that's the thing right like i still have i still have weapons on my like my little cruiser my little spaceship um it's not like like there are bounties and there's pirates and stuff like that but as it stands right now i just run away from pirates uh i haven't been successfully interdicted by a pirate yet um because it seems seems like the game's going kind of easy on me they only like they fire dumb weapons at me sure. uh if they're firing, firing like locked weapons i'd probably be fucked but at the moment yeah it seems like it's all dumb shit uh, i don't know if there is smart like homing shit to be honest but yeah, I can pretty easily dodge some stuff. Uh, my biggest foe at the moment is actually asteroids because uh, <laughs> I constantly set myself a waypoint to fly to the next location and then I stop paying attention. Uh, where And I'll just sort of careen into a bunch of fucking asteroids and take a shit ton of hull damage and limp my way to the next fucking space station when if I'd been paying any attention at all, I might have been able to avoid all of the asteroids. Sure um but yeah like it's it's like it's i find it very soothing like very peaceful um yeah i think i'm still in like the bambino areas the sort of shallows uh and i i believe it will not be as peaceful once i get into some of the higher risk areas but uh yeah i find it just it's good fun uh i just knock out like maybe half an hour here and there just have like do a fucking do a run take some spirits from one place to another that's it right um, is there like a lot of reading because i know you're a bit uh not about reading in games it is there is a lot of reading yeah. um it's like it's, there's no voice acting at all uh but i don't find that like it's not done in that way that i fucking hate it's not done in the like wordy bullshit way it's mostly just like casual dialogue uh not not pretentious it's sort of just casual dialogue and i can scan it and pick up the info like i need and then just fucking bounce on to whatever the fuck it is like i'll be like oh yeah blah 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 yep 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 three eggs they love electronics (laughs) ah perfect three eggs yeah (laughs) go get me three eggs (laughs) 
Um, yeah, it's, it's good. I am a fan, but uh, obviously, to be clear, yeah, I'm friends with the people who made it, so don't take my review as uh, gospel or whatever. Yeah, anyway. Cool. Uh, that's available on uh, on okay. digital. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, it looks like the last one we got here is the Division 2. Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's out officially, I guess, today. Yep. Um, for peop- I guess for people that don't know, the Division 2 is a sequel to The Division, um, which was a... Uh, it's like a third-person action shooter where um, the United States has had this virus unleashed on them in New York during... Bloody anti-vaxxers! During Black Friday, um, through money, because everybody's using that cash money these days. It was was through measles. Yeah. From anti-vaxxers. And then, so yeah, in the division, you were were basically roaming around Manhattan, um, trying to um, restore order and chaos through uh, an agency called The Division. And um, you played an agent who went around completing objectives. And so the sequel follows... With his orange wristwatch. Yeah, well, yeah. Orange wristwatch watch backpack yep. and a orange lighty thing communicator tool. Yeah. Of course. That's what, the big circle. It's, all, it's in the marketing. I'm not sure yep. if you've seen it. And uh, yeah, so Division 2 follows that up where it takes place, I believe it's seven months later, in Washington, D.C. Um, so we get a bit of a style change. It's no longer a cold winter in New York it's now a sunny sort of summer in um, in the US so yeah that's kind of where this one takes off um, they have been pretty outspoken about saying that they've really paid attention to endgame content and wanted to focus a lot on that sort of stuff um, which is something we haven't really seen much of lately <laughs> yeah. I guess in a lot of like loot shooters or loot loot-driven games like Destiny Anthem. Um, what else is there? I don't know. Even going back as far as games like uh, Diablo and things like that, it's not really the emphasis that companies really put on this type of stuff. It's more like, we'll put out the main game and then we'll focus on that stuff Yeah, a couple months from now. I guess the issue ends, ends up being that like people, some people really enjoyed the content and then they blast through it in within the span of a week and they get to the end and they're like, all right, now what? And there's not a whole lot to do. And that was yep. kind of one of the big problems with, the well, not just The Division, but the other games that we just talked about. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so this is, they basically said, like, we've worked on that. We're looking into it. We've taken everything we've learned from The Division 1. We jumped back into The Division 1 last year. Um, I liked what I saw from the change they put in there. I liked a lot of the game modes that was in there. Um, I thought there was a lot more content, which was really good. And so it seemed like they were doing some good stuff. We obviously, I went to the five-hour preview that they had just before, um, which they showed off like a small snippet of one of the, or one or two of the pieces of content they were doing. Um, that was excluding the other three or four preview sessions that they had recently about other content. So... It seems like they've listened and they're going for it. Um, but in saying that, I guess what we'll talk about is the the main sort of part of the game. Um, we got codes 
early so the game um the servers went up about three days ago and Mm. we've been playing since then we've been playing a little bit since then so we can't really talk about the end game content as of yet i guess we can get to that a bit later on and we can then start talking about like dark zone and how that sort of changed but i guess our initial impressions will be on um how that main sort of gameplay loop has evolved from then um to give you some idea of how far into it i am i've played about 25 hours so far i am at level 20 about halfway through level 27 around 28 jesus the level cap is level 30 yeah um man i'm fucking loving this game a lot i think it's really good um i think they've made some really good changes in there i like the um the the world is i really like the world a lot it's a the last game was it felt very samey like and i've talked about this before like each street looked the fucking same you're walking down a street in new york and everything was laid out in a grid whereas washington is you get these open spaces and you get like parks that you go through um and like these wide open areas and things aren't flat it's not like just a flat area there's some elevation to certain bits and pieces you're climbing up and around scaffolding and walls and um into parking lots and through buildings um it feels like the world is a lot better and then like translating that into the actual missions some of the missions in there like the main missions that you go through the levels are really good um the the like the look of them and the layout they've got i don't think because you've played played not as much as, as i have but there are like levels in there that really stand out to me and um and there are there are other people that we've played with where they've gotten to that same level and been like fuck this level's really cool like saying that out loud i'm like yeah man this is like one of the favorite levels that i've played so far it's really good and then uh, even last night when i was playing more i got i got into um like because it's washington dc they take you around to the you know the the monuments and the, the historical places in washington landmarks yeah and you go there like i went um i won't talk about like too much like story stuff because you know it's not a big deal anyway but there is a mission in like the air and space museum and i was i went to that place you know four months five months ago and did a tour like went into that museum and walked around and like playing that in the game it's fucking like the amount of detail they go into that sort of stuff and just being able to like see things that are in there and being like holy shit like all this stuff is in the right spot obviously it's not all exactly the same like you don't go in there and all the rooms are you know the same sort of thing but the main big rooms you've got the same sort of um you know model planes that are in the right locations and they do cool things with the way you walk through there and things that are happening around you um so I think the world building in that game has definitely stepped up quite a lot. It doesn't feel as boring or bland. I think the Division 1 was an extremely pretty game. Looked amazing. Yeah. Visually it looked outstanding, but they've taken it to another level with giving it a bit more like um just making it feel a bit better, like giving it some more life. It's just not like here's another narrow street, um like different areas kind of feel a little bit more different as you sort of progress through the game as well which is cool and walking down going through the white house or um going and seeing abraham lincoln and just things like that that, you know it's it's i think it's really cool for me for for someone who has been there recently and being able to be around that area as well um 
yeah, it's just a really cool aesthetic, I, I feel like. So, um, But on top of that, I really like the gameplay as well. Um, it's It doesn't try to hide what it is. It's a fucking shooting game. Like, you are shooting a lot of things in that game um, for most of the time. And I think the... Uh, I really like the shooting mechanics. I still really like the cover mechanics. It's got... Um, the the same sort of thing where you can move your cursor to bits of cover and then you can press a button and they'll run over to that cover um whilst sort of making their profile a bit lower and um yeah it just means that you can quickly move around bits of bits of the area the environment um quite easily while still having like a low profile and getting into different different areas of movement and trying to take on uh you know bad guys so um I like a lot of the weapons in there. I've experimented with different stuff. Like, I started off the game being like, I'm going to use an assault rifle and a shotgun because that seems like a good combination. And then I later on was like, oh, I'm going to use a sniper rifle. And then I really liked the sniper rifle as my secondary. And then I got to the point where I was using an LMG at one stage and I thought, thought that was amazing. And then now I'm using, like, a combination of an assault rifle and an LMG. Like... It seems like every, you know, six or six levels or so, I'm changing up the weapons that I'm using and the way that I'm approaching it, um, which is really different to the way I usually play like loot games. Yeah. I'm always like, I'm just here's the fucking gun that I use. I'm gonna just yeah. use that or this, you know, sword or whatever it is. Um, I'm, I'm guessing eventually you get to a place where you're like, oh, this is like the gun that I like. Like, this feels the best. Yeah, so I'm going to use this. But at least the guns, to me, feel different. Um, In terms of, uh, like, from an assault rifle to an LMG or or things like that. When you get, like, a police M4 or whatever you want to call it, that's a level 4, and then you get a police M4 that's a level 14, the differences between them aren't huge. Like, you're looking at damage increases... Stability might be a bit different. Accuracy could be different, but generally the the feel of it will be the same because um, it's not you know it's not different in that type terms. But when you use yeah. that, like an assault police M4 compared to an AK, they feel different, or or yeah. that compared to a uh, an LMG feels different. Are you using mods yet? Uh, mods on the guns for some of them, yeah. yeah. I don't like the mod system for the weapons at the moment. I don't know if it gets different, but yeah, that's what I was wondering. They they've changed it from last time where the mods are now have a, like a a positive and a negative. So it'll be, for instance, um, you've got ten extra rounds in this magazine, but the stability is decreased by ten percent. So do you want extra rounds or do you want a negative on your stability? Um, mm. Or it'll be like. Uh, 10% extra crit crit damage for elites, but the reload time is 0.3 seconds longer or something like that. Yeah. So there are a lot of different mods that you can unlock, and so you can sort of pick and choose what you want to go with. But generally at the moment, I feel like they're a bit, uh, bit useless for the gameplay that we're playing at the moment. Maybe that sort of changes later on when you start doing raids or whatever and you want to start gearing up for things like well i don't really need stability because i can manage that myself so i'll go with the 10 percent extra damage on enemies so that sort of stuff might come into play but otherwise the yeah. way that it's set up in the moment I'm not a big fan of 
Because it used to be like you would attach mods and they would be the same sort of like loot driven system where, hey, you've got a purple, um, you know, angle grip or something like that. Yeah. And like, hey, this does this sort of stuff now. But it seems like they've really stepped back on weapon mods and just had them more like, here's a f- eight times scope, but it, you know, which means that you can see further, but it decreases, I don't know, ADS or something. Increased three. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So I'm not a fan of that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't I don't like that part. But the shooting, I really enjoy. Um, yeah, there's just a lot about the game that I really like, and it's really hooked me in. Um, the missions, uh, the way the sort of world is set up is is a bit different. Um, the, the, the game is sort of split up into main missions, side missions, and then you've got settlements and safe houses. The settlements have... Um, like these projects that you go out and complete. So you're bringing back resources or going out and doing missions. And then when you complete a project, it gives you things like uh, experience or blueprints to create certain weapons or so certain attachments or mods. Um, so it means that you, you, I mean, you can go and just mainline the game if you want to, um, but you can go out and also explore the area and, and level up these settlements if you want to. Um, there are, sort of dynamic events that are happening out in the world. You run into people that are, have been taken hostage, um, people scavenging for food supplies. Um, you'll have outposts that have been taken over that you need to recapture, maybe friendly outposts that are being attacked. Uh, I'm still playing, like, at this stage of the game, I'm still running into new events that sort of start unlocking slowly and then they start populating the world even more. Um there are people out in the world that are patrolling, like part of your faction that are patrolling the area. You can go and help them go do tasks. You'll just run into them. They'd be like, hey, these guys are going looking for food. You can tag along with them and they get excited and they'll go off and look for food and then you can go and sort of um, like guard them and bring them back and do that sort of stuff. Uh, there are the enemies do exactly the same thing. Sometimes you're running to that, like they'll be doing a food run patrol and then you can just jump them and take their food and just steal it. Um, that stuff starts to unlock later on. And you see like sort of like routes showing up in your map, like which which areas they're going through. Um, things, Yeah, it's just, it seems to sort of throwly, uh, sorry, slowly throw you these different gameplay um, mechanics or different like things you could do in the world. And then, as you progress, then it starts populating that stuff even more throughout the area. So it starts off pretty basic. Like, hey, here's control points and go do them. Or here's a propaganda tower. And then as you go through the game, it starts giving you more and more things to do. And those areas, um, the, the entire map starts filling up with this stuff, which is really cool. So I think there's like there's a lot to do in there. And that's aside from going out and getting... Um, there's like hidden caches within the world that allows you to level up your abilities... Um, there are, uh, like other uh, things I don't want to spoil, but there are, there are things in the world that you can go and find. And it's like the, the weird shit that you would see in like, um, I don't know, like a Red Dead Redemption sense where it's like, holy fuck, did you come across this thing? Like, this is, what does this mean? And what does it do? And trying to discover what that 
like what this thing actually is intended for like are you reading into it too much or is there actually a thing around it and yeah there's there are things like that out in the world that you can just discover and as you do if you as you try and figure out what it's trying to tell you then it leads to these other moments in the game and um they're not really missions per se but they're just things that you'll come across and if you manage to do the thing it's asking you to do it'll open up this whole other thing to, for you to go and accomplish sort of like the um let, let's think about like red dead when we were doing the vampire stuff like that wasn't a mission but it was just something in the world that you'd go and find same yeah. sort of thing like there's stuff spread out throughout the world that's not indicated as as it's a mission but if you go and figure out what it's trying to tell you to do then it'll give you stuff out of it and i think that stuff is really cool and um like a easter eggy type missions which is fun um the enemy types i really dig like the way that the the factions have their own sort of um like behaviors and the way that they approach certain situations or just like it starts off pretty basic like the dude with the he's got a vest on and you can shoot him in the head and he'll go down pretty quickly and then they'll throw it like these ladies at you that have um helmets on like riot gear and they take a bit more of a beating but they kind of rush at you with batons and they've got they can sort of um i don't know they like jack themselves up and they get an extra health boost and then they start throwing at you guys that have like full-on body armor kits and then they get guys later on that are look like fucking giant tank men um you had up with people with flamethrowers and rocket launchers grenade launchers sledgehammers like i'm uh, even at the point i'm at now where they keep throwing different types of enemies at you and these guys have different like abilities a way that they approach it there's guys with drones um that that have like explosives on them or fucking chainsaws attached to them um yeah they just keep throwing different enemy types at you and some of them have like weak spots you've got to try and figure out what their thing is sometimes it's on their back sometimes it's on the front of them um they might have a canister on their side that you need to shoot out that'll stagger them it's about like figuring out how to approach certain situations like they start off pretty basic like here's a couple of generic mobs and then they'll throw some purples at you and then maybe two you know yellow yellow bosses and they're the guys with the big armor that you've got to shred their armor away um you know do you do you focus on their body armor or do you go for the head do you go for to the flank and try and stagger them on the weak spot um so yeah i really like the approach they've taken to just throwing in different types of enemies at you because there's there's so there's stacks and i'm still running into stuff even where i'm at at the moment where i'm just like all right here's a new person how do i deal with this thing that they've thrown at me which is um really cool uh what else is there i don't know i like the um uh, i've played a lot with other people played a bit with you played a bit with with cleb um when i was playing with you guys i was probably like 10 levels above you and the way it was i think the way they've handled the um the sort of scaling now is works really well it, like you can play with other people that are different levels to you i was playing with with kleb as well and he was like 15 levels below me and we were having like i was just running around with him doing his missions for a while to the point where eventually he caught up in terms of like the main missions i was at so we were then running main missions together um and, and cool. that stuff really that worked really well so 
yeah, I, I really dig the scaling that they've done with it. It works, I think, excellent. Um, haven't seen any problems with that one. Um, yeah, man, I'm loving this game a lot, and I'm excited to see what happens in Endgame, like running some Dark Zone stuff or getting to the Strongholds, because I can't do Strongholds yet. I'm not high enough, high enough level. Um, right. And I haven't touched any of the multiplayer um, conflict stuff yet. Yeah. I'm still doing just, like, the first... I think six hours that game, I did like two main missions. I was running around just exploring because there's just so much stuff around the place that it throws at you. Um, yeah, I dig it a lot. A lot. Cool. <laughs> I think you've played a bit. What are you thinking so yeah. far? I like it. Uh, I, I, I still find the enemies to be too spongy for my ultimate liking. There are a couple of enemies. I just don't feel like I'm getting enough information as to what I'm doing wrong in trying to kill them or whatever the fuck. Uh, there are like some icons that I still don't really fucking get and the game has never attempted to try to explain them. Uh, one, I honestly wonder if they were explained in Division 1 and it's just assumed that I know what the fucking means or whatever the fuck. This armor-breaking icon that will... Like, there was an enemy that we were fighting and I was literally just fucking emptying into his fucking head and it was just doing this like armor break armor break armor break armor break armor break but his armor wasn't going anywhere and he wasn't taking any damage so i'm like well cool i'm out of fucking ideas i don't know how the fuck to kill him um yeah it was a bit beyond me i guess um yeah he just seems to take infinity fucking damage i don't think there should be anyone in the fucking game who can take infinity fucking damage there's no armor that exists that is that fucking powerful um that's why it breaks but it wasn't breaking. It does though. You just have to keep hitting it, and then and then it'll eventually break. And that's the weak point. Like sometimes you. Right, well, then it's too fucking spongy. Like that was way too fucking spongy. Some of that shit was taking way too much fucking damage before it fucking break. Like literally clips of fucking. Oh. And I understand that I got shitty fucking guns, but like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Like, but are you talking about this run that we had? We were playing. Yeah, yeah we figured out what was wrong. You what? put it on hard. Right. We, uh, cause after uh, we dropped out, Cleb and I went back in and immediately, like the first section that Cleb and I did, Cleb was like, Job had this on hard, didn't he? I was like, I think so. And then I went back and watched my shadow play and you had it on hard. <laughs> Go. Which is why we were fucking getting down so easily. That explains why we were getting down so easily. We're like, I still like. I still find it pretty spongy. Every other aspect of the fucking game, though. Like, I'm not just talking about that one run. That one run was definitely that dude took a fucking like seemed invincible. But like, I've definitely run into other yellow named enemies who have taken way too much of a fucking beating before they just drop. You know, like, oh, it just doesn't. I don't know why it has to be that way. Especially when, yeah, like I've I've been over this before. I think the loot chaser game is about the pursuit of the power fantasy. And I don't know how this conveys the power fantasy if everyone takes fucking four billion. Like, but they're, the, they're only the elites. Like the normal dudes take like three or four bullets and they're dead. They take more than that. 
Like they took take two fucking sniper shots to the fucking head. Nah, one, Seems I'm like doing every, like one. Every cunt shot. rolling around and fucking yeah, because you're two levels above me at all times. It doesn't I, matter. They scale like they scale all the missions to whatever level I'm at. I get scaled up to two levels below you, so yeah, it doesn't matter if like what you're doing, what damage you're doing, because you're above the level requirement. It's scaled to the middle between us. If we're if you're level seventeen, I get scaled up to level fifteen, and all the enemies are level sixteen. There's still two fucking sniper shots to kill a cunt, like two headshots. It's just ridiculous to me. Like, it's a it's a it's a sniper rifle, and that was a headshot. It should be fucking dead, right? Like every fucking time, it shouldn't be some sort of fucking mind bender. Like, just fucking kill these fucks, Jesus. Especially because these are ostensibly the real world. These are real world locations with human enemies with real world weapons. So, it, and it's a Tom Clancy game. So it should be just fucking dropping cunts. Fucking ping, 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 ping. Rainbow Six up in this place. Because that's what I fucking don't get. Is that in Diablo, you melt fucking hundreds of skeletons all at once. And the only thing that actually throws you any fucking curveballs is when you're going up against the Lord of Demons. And you're like, oh yeah, this shit's pretty hairy. Like, this shit's popping popping off here. But, like, it's not as bad as Division 1. They're not wearing fucking board shorts and fucking going around shirtless being invincible and shit. But, like, there's still, like, an inexplicable amount of fucking people who have managed to find body armor in the city of Washington, D.C., in the Division 2, who all take fucking 16 fucking shots from fucking sniper rifle just to stagger a little bit, just to be like, oh, someone's shooting at me. Meanwhile, I get fucking punted all over the fucking place the moment I tuck my head out of my fucking You should not wear the giant shield on your head. Hmm. Why aren't I wearing a giant shield on my head? Where the fuck is my giant shield? Anyway. Ultimately... Loot chases, to me, are supposed to be about the pursuits of the power fantasy. And so, every time I need six clips to kill a single fucking dude in this game, I'm like, at what point do I become powerful? Right? Like, what what do I have to do to be, to feel like I am powerful in this world state? Because I cannot fucking picture it. Because the game is is balanced, is constructed in such a way as to never really allow that to happen. No, but I think you're you're you've got this like opinion that you should be murdering everybody, but you're complaining about the bosses in the game taking. I'm not complaining about the bosses. I'm, I'm telling you, about regular the regular dudes. dudes go down fucking so easily like i'm playing this game they go down they're just cannon fodder and then you get to your purples who have take a, a couple extra shots if you, you just shoot them in the head or you shred their armor but the big guys the bosses they're the ones that you need to figure out like do, where am i shooting these guys where should i be what am i aiming for they're the Let's ones that take I've a got some fucking some footage of this game so i think i do so i'm melting people because you are a level above everyone. Right, but I'm not I'm playing with anybody else. I'm playing by myself the majority of this game. So then you're playing against people who are the same level as you. I'm playing the entire fucking game against enemies that are at least a level above me. Like, like theoretically level. more, because it's a scaling system. 
Yeah, but like, who fucking knows? Like, Anthem's got a scaling system where it's the more clothes you take off, the fucking more powerful you become. <laughs> like, there's every chance that the division has fucked this shit up, is all I'm saying. And I'm not fucking super thrilled with how it fucking feels. I should, it should be me walking in. I'm supposed to be fucking super secret agent division guy. I should be fucking John wicking my way through the fucking regular dudes. And like, yeah, there's common at the end. I got to fight common at the end and then shit pops off. Then shit's getting hairy. What's her face? Ruby Rose. I got to fight Ruby Rose at the end of a fucking level. And then, uh, to kill her, obviously. Um, yeah, and then, like, then shit pops off. Those are the assassins, and everyone else is just pop, 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 pop. Everyone dies, right? Like, that's not what happens. That, that, that doesn't happen. I guarantee you you're not killing anyone with a fucking pistol in that game. You can compete with is, pistols. Oh, yeah. Like John Wick can? Yeah. One bullet? I don't know about that. Not even I haven't close. Tried. Not even fucking close. I bet you you can't. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, man. It just, it doesn't feel right. And it's throwing me fucking bananas. But I still like it. I enjoy playing it. But I I am very wary of the thought that the only reason I enjoy playing it is because I'm playing with you. And that is it. It's not me enjoying The Division 2. It's me enjoying hanging out with my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I think is going on. And the Division 2 is a casual distraction along the way or something like that. Hmm. Because, yeah, I enjoy the bits that aren't shooting. Uh, I enjoy the, I, I actually really like the urban exploration portion of that game and finding new places to go and like hunting down shd tech and all yeah. that kind of shit i reckon that's fucking sick i uh there was a, something like the shooting there was a moment really on early on for me where i came across a dude who was in a fight or was like had been taken hostage and i killed the guys that had taken him and he's like oh thanks man and then he ran off and i followed him and he like jumped through a building window and then ran through and then opened a door and then shut it behind him and i'm like the fuck and then so i like followed him jumped through the window and there was like a whole area that i could go exploring in yeah and i'm like what yeah there's like, a lot of like <laughs> what the heck a lot of space you would never fucking look yeah at, at all in yeah in the game like a lot of indoor environments that i just did not expect uh and they there's usually a little bit of payoff as well like there's some loot there or something like that yeah, yeah. i reckon it's like i reckon they've done a really good job of building out the game world in a way that I definitely didn't see any of in the Division 1. Right. Um, um, so yeah. going to your power fantasy thing, I'm starting to get... Um, uh, shit. Oranges? I'm not sure what they're called in the game. I think they're called superiors or superior right. weapons. Um, so I'm starting to get a couple of those. That gear now, I think I've got four. Like two two pieces of gear and two weapons. So yeah. the, the AK that I'm rocking um, has a special ability or I, I can't remember what they're called but it's like a, a perk and sure. um, if I can kill somebody that's within 7 meters of me then I mm. get I think it's like a 50% bonus damage for 5 seconds or something like that um, so it's 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 doing that sort of thing that's pretty but good but my that's 
Not that useful on an AK. But, but my my <laughs> secondary, my LMG that I'm rocking, um, oh. which is apart from the one that I've been playing with the other parts of the game, because I'm really liking the LMG. The the whole like hundred rounds and the more you shoot, the more accurate it gets. So you could just like it. It takes like four between four to five seconds to reload some of these guns, but then you can get like yeah. the attachment that's like, hey, you can reload quicker, you know that sort of thing. But I, I like the LMGs because it's got a lot of bullets and you can just shred everything. Um, but this LMG that I got, I think it's 45 rounds, around 50 rounds. And if I use up all the ammo in the, 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 uh, the bullet belt and reload when there's no ammo in it, I get 50, 50, I think it's 50% fire rate and then, extra damage i can't remember if it's like 25 percent extra damage for like seven seconds jeez but with the extra fire rate the bullets are gone by the time like that yeah. seven seconds are up so i just sit there like f- destroying people um yeah, so that sort of stuff is really like getting to that tier of weapons is like oh shit yeah let's do it like, like what can i get what are the, some of the cool um Effect. Yeah, that might be it too. You know, like I because I get scaled up to you, but the loot is tiered for my actual level. I like you guys were all getting fucking blues and shit, and I was still like greens, half whites, oh. some <laughs> greens, and I'm like, this feels like a bit of a crotch yeah. punch. I think when we were playing, I can see everything you guys are getting as well. Like I, I can, it comes up like you got yeah, this, and this, you. and this, and I'm like. Well, I got a pair of gloves. Blue cosmetic uh, gloves. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Some sneakers, uh, some brown pants. Yeah. I think it was one of the ones that I got. Brown pants was, yeah. That was yeah. Um, but they yeah. do this other thing where the, the last game they got rid of the, um, like the, the core system where you had electronics damage. I don't, I can't remember what they were. Um, now they've got like armor damage and skill power. It's, yep. it's, or it could be health one of those and um and then they've got gear have has attributes but it'll be like you need to have four four armor power to be able to activate this skill thing or like less than four and then so you start like micromanaging all right do i want to focus on skill power and get my skill power up and then i can attach all these mods to my um right. to my sentry or my drone that flies around it seems oh, yeah. to be like I'm at the moment I'm focusing more on damage and armor and so my skill power is quite low so I can't attach like mods to my turrets because that's not what I'm focusing on um, I guess that's sort of like that balance of am I going to be a, a mage or am I going to go like yeah. a rogue or a, a tank type thing and then being like yep. well okay well if you're doing that then I'm going to lock you out of magic if you want to be a tank it seems to be playing with that a little bit more but as I'm getting higher and higher, I'm starting to get more points. So there could be a point in the game where it's like, all right, you can put like a mod you on there, do everything. but yeah. it's not a powerful, like a super powerful mod. Like you can't put a purple on there, but maybe you can put a green on there and that'll give you a little bit. But that's only because you've focused on this path. Um, you can obviously change it if you want to and all you need to do is just change out your gear set, um, right. you know, focus on that part. But otherwise, yeah. So that pit bit is really interesting. Like, which like where do you want to go down do you want to be the the guy that does a lot of damage and that has a lot of health um i was running a build last night where whenever i killed somebody i would get like 220 armor i had like a mod in my 
backpack or something. So every time I killed someone, I would get armor. And so I didn't really have to focus on sitting behind cover and throwing my heals down. At that stage, maybe I could have been like, I'm going to replace my healing kit for another damage because I'm getting damage while I'm... Sorry, I'm getting armor while I'm killing things. So do I really need heals? Um, So that's like different builds that I haven't even thought about yet that you could go into to playing with um things like that so yeah i'm really liking all the different ways that you can sort of approach it um because i was going to do down that path of like i'm going to use sniper rifle and just headshot people and i was doing yep. that for quite a while i like the sniper rifle. and i'll probably get to that bit maybe later on when it unlocks the three specialists there's like yeah you got demolition yeah. sharpshooter and survivalist maybe i'll pick the sniper and i'll have that as like my third backup gun and yep. just run like a shotgun or lmg i don't know like i want to see sort of how that i don't know why you get rid of the lmg if it is if you've got the fucking but it sounds like a fucking mini it's gun. cool it's really cool but and again i'm not at the level cap yet i'm still yeah true so like three or four levels can you upgrade a gun i don't know That'd be cool if you could, like, like feed it. found your favorite fucking gun. <laughs> feed it. Can, yeah. Yeah, why not? And I, I feel like there's got to be something in there because, yeah, the first, I don't know, the first gun that I got was an exotic, but it was a level one. And it's like, I, what's the point uh, of even yeah, having yeah. this? It seems dumb. Mm. Um, I don't know. So maybe there is a system in there. I just haven't unlocked it. But, yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Um so maybe that's the point where it's like it starts giving you stupid powers where you can just go shred people yeah yeah maybe yeah maybe I'm not John Wick shit because I'm not level 30 or whatever fuck that sort of makes sense but it does make like I just yeah I don't know I just don't feel powerful enough I'll keep I will keep playing it I do want to like there's all kinds of stuff that I want to actually see in the game yeah um so yeah like i'll continue to play it i have enjoyed playing it yeah i just don't feel fucking yeah, powerful enough so it makes me wonder if it'll have enough long term yeah to keep me interested you know because like you'll get to a point it's it's that uh i don't know like action games do it where they throw a boss at you and then you're like oh fuck this thing's a bit tough and then later on in the game they're just like regular enemies like they throw like Dark Souls three of them Dark Souls game so like where it's like yeah you thought the Capra Demon was tough now there's fucking 80 of them yeah and so the thing you were talking about where you're like I'm running into these yellow guys and I'm not doing any damage and I don't know where I should be shooting it's like to me I'm like I know where I should be shooting those guys and they're throwing like four of them at me and they're sort of like regular enemies now because I'm just melting them um, and now they throw like super elites at you and those guys are like problems for me <laughs> for me um, or, or even some of the other enemies that they throw at you later on is like I'm like I, I got up to one point last night and I'm like this dude is just fucking destroying me um, so yeah I'm I'm really digging it I'm, I've been playing a lot of it solo I've jumped into some games obviously with you guys um, jumped yep. into some games with Cleb I think the scaling, yeah, as I said, worked really well. I want to, I want, I'm interested to like get a crew together at one point and like, let's go play some Dark Zone or let's play this on yeah. hard or let's go do some bounties because I've unlocked bounties now, um, which are like, like the last game, I think. There's like, they were doing like dailies where you'd go and complete it on a certain level and it'd give you a crate or some shit. But now I think there's like actual bounties, like people in the world you can go out and find and hunt them. Yeah, we did one, right? 
Yeah, like the meat wagon or whatever the fuck it was. So there, which one hunted hunted that dude down? So I think they, you're given that stuff after completing certain missions or bounties or like helping people in the world, um, which is cool. That's just like another thing of like, hey, you did this thing, now it's gonna give you something else to do. Um, that stuff's you know interesting. Uh, but I think the daily bounty is just like a like a daily quest in a MMR. So right, yeah. All right. I don't know what else to say about it that I can think of at the moment. Oh, the clan system. Um, we've got a clan up. Don't really get I don't, it. We've got a clan, right? Yeah, we, we've got it. You need four people in clan. I'm not a huge fan of the uh, the challenges and like the way it gets you to do stuff. It seems like it's very geared towards it wanting you to have a full fucking clan of fifty people. Um, right. Each uh, each week there are a series of I think like 10 challenges you need to complete. And when you complete them, you get weekly gear, caches and whatnot. Um, and some like, if, if you were like, I'm going to have a clan with my friends, me and four buddies, we really like the division. I feel like if you were going to do that, you would have a hard time completing some of these challenges. It'd just be for the tags. Yeah. Or or just so you can have a clan. Yeah. Right. Um, there's a, there's a, and I don't know if they're weekly challenges. Um, for global or if it's just like a dice roll and you get like this is what you managed to roll this week because one of the ones we've got is like win 250 matches of conflict like a conflict mode i'm like no (laughs) that's not gonna happen um and there are other ones in there that are like complete 150 projects and it's like all right unless i literally have 30 to 50 people in my clan i'm gonna struggle with that one quite a bit yeah um so i think that they need to reevaluate that stuff a little bit but they're yeah. sort of on the right point with it like there are there are vendors you can unlock um as you gain experience like you're contributing towards your your weekly experience as a clan and that unlocks stuff for you so i mean they're on the right path but it just seems some of it is geared more towards how many people are in your clan yeah, right. oh, sorry not then it's not geared towards how many people in your clan it's geared towards yeah we want you to maximize 50 sheer people. numbers yeah yeah so cool yeah uh, anything else that you've played in there that you wanted to talk about uh, sure crashed a lot for you yeah or it was yeah, did you up, you upgraded things. your drivers right yeah I upgraded my drivers it still gave me one more no it was a sound bug where I just lost all sound uh did that that was pretty fucking annoying but um i feel like i had that in a beta or something once yeah i don't know i don't know um but yeah yeah it's not that big i've had one problem which was it's about time that i had a game that was crashing a lot because i've i feel like i've dodged a lot (laughs) a lot of crashes that other people have had uh you shouldn't win ati uh, amd that's all i'm saying that's that's right that's it the one crash that i had was the one we had as a group which was weird like oh that was fucking worst we've gone so fucking far through that fucking mission yeah Oh, <laughs> the random dude that we were reviving like oh it was so constantly. bad he spent like seriously 90% of that fucking mission either downed or straight dead <laughs> I, I could not understand how he must have been a bot that's what I thought he must be a, some sort of like l- learning disabled machine learning bot <laughs> but also like, that was the one we were playing on hard 
And That's he true. probably didn't realize we were playing on hard, and so he would just run in and get yeah. murdered. Get fucking... But you'd think after, like, the fucking 16th time of getting punted, like, you wouldn't fucking face, <laughs> face check every cunt in the fucking room. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, other than that one crash that we had as a group, which is weird. That was, like, a server crash. Yeah, but it, like, crashed the entire game. That's... I was feeling... I felt like shit that night, too, eh? Like, I've no, I have not felt that bad in a long time. So, I was pretty much done as it was. <laughs> right. I think I bailed at, when it crashed. But I was, like, sitting there thinking, fuck, no, I don't think I can do this. I just felt, like, completely loopy. Like, there was, like, some sort of nitrogen gas <laughs> leak in this place or some shit. Right. I don't know. But, yeah, I was fucking... I was thrown. It was weird. Yeah. I thought I was coming down or something, like getting sick. Yeah. I wasn't. I was fine. Whatever. Right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm. I like it a lot. I'm. I'm keen to see some Endgame and what they've done with yeah. that, and get into some of the content there. See what what it's all about. Um, hmm. Yeah, like I said, Dark Zone. I'm interested to see if that is any good. I'm hoping it is. And uh, yeah, strongholds, and then like raids. Can get some raids going, man, at some stage. Hmm. Well, like, if it's any good, because <laughs> the stuff that they had in um, Division One was pretty, pretty shit. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. A, I can't remember what they were, what they were called, but they were pretty bad. The stuff that I did like was the um, the horde mode. That I thought that was fantastic. The horde mode they had, right. like the going through these maze-like areas and un- spending coins to unlock weapons and different sections of the map was great and i hope that's in there nice. still i haven't checked right. um but cool. yeah i dig it a lot we've got we've got a um a gap clan right, I'm gonna go it's called people. the gap podcast if you want to go check out the um the clan page uh, i've got it set to i believe private at the moment so if you want to jump in um just do a search for that it's on pc under oceania and uh Either Job or myself will get an invite to let you in, and you can jump in and and earn us all some points and some cool gear, and then we can we can play some games, maybe some raids, at some stage. So, yeah, should be a uh, a lot of fun. Seems like uh, we've got a, a quite a few people jumping on PC over uh, the next couple of days. So, yeah, we should have a, a decent crowd going at some stage. I'm back, baby. Mm. All right, where's your whiskey, Luke? Uh, I'm drinking water. I'm out of water. It's whiskey it's time. whiskey day, yeah. Don't have right. it. Yeah, I, I guess we'll talk about Division more next week. Uh, it seems like it'll be good. Oh, yeah. We'll keep slogging through. Yeah. Yeah. All right, should we do some news? Yeah. Because there is a bunch here. What do we got? Yes, there is. Uh, all right. So this one we talked about, I believe, last week. Um, there was some rumors going around that, uh, well, it wasn't a rumor. Gearbox is having a, a theater presentation at PAX East. And that seemed a bit strange because what would they have been a- announcing there? Um, we we're hmm. sort of speculating it could be Borderlands 3. It seems yep. to be pretty much all but confirmed. They put up a, uh, an image on their Twitter page with um, a date that had 
March 28th, I believe, which is one of the the day of the theater presentation. It had uh, Boston, Massachusetts in there, which is where PAX East is. And this is all set up in a uh, an art style that very much is <laughs> a Borderlands art style, right? You'd yep. call it that. So this one seems to be pretty locked in. Um, yeah, man. I'm I'm pumped for a Borderlands game. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, right? With the, the whole fucking loot shooter thing. Yeah. Uh, what certain loot shooters do right and uh, Borderlands has always done its particular style real well really well Borderlands 1 and 2 were fucking stellar and I have extreme amounts of faith that Borderlands 3 is gonna fucking rule and I'm gonna play the fuck out of it I am so fucking excited yeah um I um I was thinking about this I think last I don't know last night or something because um, we we were talking about this in maybe Discord, but like hoping the way that they look at loot in it, like, do, is it going to be instance per player or is it going to be free for all? Like the way that we it used better to- be a fucking free for all. If it's not a free for all, <laughs> I'm going to fucking riot. I'm going to 100 percent riot because that is core. That is core Borderlands. There better be free for all loot. And the other thing is when you're transitioning between areas. It better be everyone has to accept, and if you cancel it right at the last second, you have to do it all over yeah. again. Those <laughs> classic, are my favorite favorite trolley horseshit bullshit things to do in Borderlands, and I better fucking get to see them. Oh man, um, no, seriously though, free for all loot I think is critically important. I know it is a terrible experience, experience if you're playing with randoms, <laughs> but playing with friends and the the loot system, like the fucking chaos that that produces is out of control it's some of my favorite shit yeah so would you rather them see like would would you rather them leave it as that have a dice roll in there or go like the way that all the games are done now where it's like instant salute per player what's how dice roll? well like like the mmo warcraft where like you need a (laughs) roll for loot (laughs) like you if you want this uh exotic weapon you have to roll for it and every, uh, like, you can be like, I don't need it because I don't like I, grenade that, launches. Okay. I think that would be a pretty good middle ground yeah. uh, on the on the whole situation. Like, I think it'd be uh, an acceptable... Because you can still always roll neat. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can sell it for money. You, so you can still have that dickishness, right? Because, um, like, at the end of the day, right... I love, like, fucking balls in, straight in, and stealing all the fucking loot as fast as I can, and then, like, giving people stuff, right? Like, throwing it to my fucking, my peasants. (laughs) (laughs) Here here you go. Here's a machine pistol. Ah, yes, yes. You have been a good servant here. Have this shotgun. Uh, That shit's hilarious. And then, like, as soon as someone's like, dude, I need, like, I've... My weapon is six levels behind. I need something good. I'll be like, oh, yeah, here's a Mozambique. Here's yellow. <laughs> yeah, here's another Mozambique. Don't worry about it. This one's up to spec. Um, no, I like. I give out the good stuff, right? Like, uh, it's it's just it's just about being a dick. And I think the loot race is one thousand percent part of the fun. I think, yeah, it's 
just infinitely amusing mm. to me. So I think it has to be in there. But I think a dice roll, a need greed system would be a, a happy middle ground. Right. Because, yeah, there's no reason why you couldn't still roll fucking need on shit. Um, and it would, like, I guess you'd have to... Yeah, I, I, it would be tricky in random uh, random games. I think it'd still be pretty tough to deal with in random games. Uh, I'm not playing uh, that game with randoms anyway. That's basically my philosophy as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and I, talking about The Division, like I'm interested to see what their uh, end game is. Because Borderlands to me was always like, all right, I'm at the end, now start again and play it on hard. Yeah. Like Each time you restarted that game, it would scale the difficulty up. Um, yeah, like what is their solution for endgame content? Are they going to do that same sort of thing? Go down the like Diablo route where it's you know you're playing on Nightmare Four now, um, or is there going to be like raid stuff with? Is that going to be in there? You know, I never like I, I've only ever played through twice, uh, like on New Game Plus once. Yeah. Right, I've played through both of the border like Borderlands One and Two. I've played through multiple fucking times, like probably five to ten each mm. but i've never gone beyond new game plus so it's like i don't it doesn't it's not interesting to me past that point mm. there is still that power fantasy in borderlands uh that still exists in, in new game plus where you are just doing as much damage as humanly possible and i think post new game plus it doesn't scale as well right it doesn't sc- scale in the same way and so it turns into a game where you are just sort of melting psychos left and right so i do think that uh it's not necessarily that important uh there were a couple of um a couple of big boss fights like world boss fights that you had to go and search out like that giant worm and stuff in borderlands uh but to me they were always pretty self-contained experiences I will be interested to see if they actually go for the games as a service thing, mm. you know, because uh, they always seem pretty happy to just have the Borderlands situation. You know, you played Borderlands, you didn't play, this wasn't some ongoing, ever persisting thing. Yeah. I don't know. That will be of, of great interest to me, whether they feel the need to conform to the pressures of how games work these days. Yeah. I mean, maybe they do. They were, I mean, you think about it, they were sort of the first ones that did that sort of style, like a, a loot shooter. Um, there's always been loot games, but they were the ones that did it, like the, the shooting aspect first. So maybe yeah. it turns around and they're like, well, we did it this way. We're going to copy your service. We're going to put raids in there and challenges. The reason and- I wonder if they get away with not doing that is because I haven't felt like any of the people who ostensibly copied them mm ever did it well yeah, that's good anywhere near yeah, as the good story stuff they is always it. like eh, whatever yeah whereas exactly. that's like one of the strong points of that series borderlands is the story well borderlands is also sort of like focused on you going from one place to another to another to another <clears throat> to another like there was like a linear progression it was huge but like there was sort of a driving path for you to go down whereas i've never felt the same way about destiny or the division, uh, I guess you would go from one, you know, this area that you are appropriately leveled to, to the next one. But yeah, it didn't really feel like, I guess destiny had you going from planet to planet. Right. But yeah, it didn't really feel the same yeah. way. It just felt like a bunch of hubs. Yeah. 
Anyway, I'm pumped. Yeah. Cool. Um, the thing I was going to mention to you, uh, does this feel like a, a this year game or do you think it's 2020? Because I'm feeling like 2020. I think it's this You think year. it's this year, right? I think okay. so. I, um, because uh, I would cause... like them to do like the, I don't, they don't, I feel like they're big enough that they don't need to have it at the end of the year. Give me some time. Drop it in April. Let me sure. spend 60 hours with it. 70 hours with it, please. What's coming out for 2K this year? Uh, I haven't looked. I don't know. NBA? <laughs> yes. <laughs> WWE. Nothing else. That's why I think it's this but year. That, what did 2K do last anything year? anything else. Nothing. Well, they had Rockstar, though. They had Rockstar ruining everything, right? They've got to have something other than those Bioshock. two. Bioshock. Can you a Bioshock game? You are telling me he's dreaming. Okay. It's never going to happen. Yeah. It's this. This is their game for All the right. year. Cool. I just felt like yeah. maybe it's too soon. I guess they had Civ, right? Yeah. Beyond the Storm. But that was that's an expansion pack. No, I reckon it's this year. Right. I, I just feel uh, like they could drop it March or something next year. Or maybe not even March. March seems too busy now. April. April next yeah. year and they'd be fine. Like, I think they'd get away with it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Um they have a second announcement though that they are doing at uh, at PAX, and it seems mm. to be We Happy Few related. Um, they put up a, an image and said, "Ha, we've got more than one game announcement to make," type thing. Um, and the art style and the look of the the like the robot that is sort of dismantled is is pretty much the same robot from all the robots that you would see in We Happy Few. Didn't play. Didn't play it either. Um, heard Don't pretty care. average things about it. No fucking way that it can compete with the other announcement. It'd be like, it'd be like announcing that um, <laughs> that the Gap was coming to a convention, and then announcing some other shitty fucking podcast that nobody gives a fuck about. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's happened before. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess we'll find out more. What? Two weeks, end of March. This is happening. Yeah, one more we'll talk about. It. Looking forward to seeing what that game looks like. Yep. All right. Um, next one is some big news. Uh, Jade Raymond is taking on a uh, a VP role, a, a VP department role at Google. Um, Jade Raymond is a producer who worked at Ubisoft. Um, she was part of the the Assassin's Creed team. Um, she did some Splinter Cell work as well. Um, she was at EA for a little while working with, I believe, Amy on some stuff. I could be wrong about that, but she was at EA. And, um, yeah, this is all surrounding rumors that Google is working on a new console or some sort of console, gaming hardware. These Google rumors started coming out a couple of weeks ago. And then this announcement of Jade heading up a uh, department, a VP department in Google sort of lines up with... Like the two rumors sort of, or the, these two piece news sort of collide together. And then on top of that, Google also has a keynote at GDC next week. And um, yeah, these these things just keep piling up. So the they, they are doing something in gaming. Um, it and Ubisoft will be there as well. That's some of the news that dropped today. They'll be on stage with, with Google. Uh, 
are you feeling like this is an actual new console or one of their like android type dealios again or this is this like google getting in the console game no i don't think it is i think it's cloud streaming service situation right they're gonna announce some sort of device that allows you to yeah have clouds cloud stream some games onto your fucking your tv thing. your google tv but yeah it's not going to be an actual hardware platform for independent games or stuff or anything like yeah. that uh no fucking way yeah. all right so this is going to be like a uh do you think it's going to be a device that you buy or is it like a subscription service where you pay 20 bucks a month you go and buy a, a controller it's going to be a subscription service on top of a device that I think you're going to have to buy. Uh, it's going to be cheap. It'll be on the cheap. It'll be like lightweight hardware, yeah. uh, literally just designed to stream the the game into your yeah TV, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I can see why Ubisoft would be there. I think they they Ubisoft's on everything. If you but they were Google were <laughs> like uh, I think it, it might have been leaked. I'm not sure, but it was demoing a like basically people were playing fucking 4k um assassin's creed the latest one right. uh odyssey in like on their on their tvs with no hardware like it was literally just being streamed um so yeah i think that's what that's what they're driving at uh like i think the controller will be the bulk of the technology mm-hmm. uh apart from of course the cloud cloud streaming situation uh but yeah it's gonna be tricky because i think i could run it probably not at 4k uh not at a frame rate that i'd be happy with but uh yeah i don't think many australians will be able to yeah you wouldn't be able to why not you don't have unlimited internet yeah this is true you're going to piss away all your fucking bandwidth just playing fucking Assassin's Creed? Fucking I mean, fix. maybe they tie up with some ISPs down here. Yeah, maybe. We'll go back to the, the good old days of uh, data capped. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. We'll know yeah, more about that next should week. Should be an interesting. Yes, we will. Yeah. Uh, next one here Player Unknown, um, who is the, uh, the creator of uh play unknown's battlegrounds um is leaving or has left as creative director of PUBG. um he is now starting up a separate department within PUBG corp where they'll be working on special projects so it sounds like new games from him um so in the meantime it's it sounds like that uh the korean office has pretty much taken over control of PUBG, and he is staying on as like a consultant from from Amsterdam, um, but yeah. Otherwise, it sounds like he is pretty much out of PUBG. Yeah, um, like I don't really understand. Uh, I don't know. I guess he doesn't need to creatively drive the game all that much anymore. It is what it is, right? Yeah. It's its own thing now. So I guess his input maybe isn't that valuable comparatively, but still, it's pretty weird. His name's on the box and shit, so... Yeah, I don't know. But weird. I wonder if that's the thing now where they just... 
like you know dota how dota is no longer defense of the ancients is now dota like do they now shift to just calling it PUBG (laughs) so they can get his name out of it (laughs) yeah maybe but ice frog is still working on dota right so yeah i don't know it's weird it just it's it's all a bit weird to me yeah um but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't play it anymore. Yeah. So. so he started up a new team in Amsterdam. Um, so I'm guessing we'll see something from them. I don't think, like, there was speculation it's going to be PUBG too, but I don't think that's what he's, what, like, interested in. That just seems like a weird decision. Yeah. It's got, it'd be something different. So I'm sure we've got, like, years until we find out what's going on over there. But anyway, so he's gone. Um, uh, all this stuff is is yours. You put this. Oh, Firestorm is going to be available end of March, which is the battle rail mode in Battlefield Five. Yep. Uh, they put out a new trailer today. Yeah, it looks cool. That's a good trailer. It's got a bit of humor. It's a lot better than the uh, the Battlefield Five launch one, which was not received very well because it didn't really explain or demonstrate anything. You can drive a tractor. Yep. Which is good uh and yeah it looks like the the firestorm itself looks pretty damaging mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like it'll be inst- insta kill um which is probably a good thing um but yeah it's it looks yeah it looks awesome i'm fucking i'm excited for it i can't wait uh helicopters hey yeah helicopters I'm there um but yeah it doesn't look like you're safe in them or anything like that so yeah, it just looks like it'll be a a good good mode. So yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. Bring it on. Do you think that Apex will launch their season pass the same day? Oh, one hundred percent. At this point, it's their only fucking choice. Um, yeah, I don't know. They've twiddled their th- thumbs so fucking much that yeah, what else are they going to do? It's um, this is their payback. Twenty fifth, right? Yeah, twenty fifth. So two weeks. Two weeks. Or, you know, 10 days. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I've been hanging out for ages. All right. Mm. Next up, Turtle Rock and Warner Brothers announced Back for Blood. So Turtle Rock is the uh, the studio that made Left 4 Dead and Evolve. Yes. <laughs> so Evolve. there you go. Uh, so they've announced a new co-op shooter called Back for Blood mm. uh, being published by Warner Brothers. Uh it sounds like it's far more Left 4 Dead than it is Evolve, uh, but details are pretty skint at the moment. Uh, all I know is I will 1,000% play anything that these dudes put out uh, to see if it's any good. I still 100% believe that they've got it in them. Uh, I don't think Evolve skewed that for me. Uh, that one was monetized to death. It wasn't uh, bad from the outset, but yeah. We are thrilled to partner with the proven Turtle Rock Studios team on Back for Blood to advance the co-op zombie genre forward with innovative multiplayer gameplay, said David Haddad, president of Warner Brothers Interactive. Uh, So yeah, I'm there. I'm 100% there. Mm. Like day one for sure. Hopefully before, before day one, hopefully I can get in, get an early code or something. That's what I'm about. Yeah. Well, I mean, do they have a date? They don't have... They didn't put a trailer up or anything. No, yeah. they got nothing. I, I want to see just 
Valve come out and be like, actually, here's Left Dead 3, and it's out <laughs> next week. <That> and <laughs> it'd be, be like, brum, brum, brum. They'd have to make a game, yeah. though. Probably make it a card. Speaking game. of Valve, did you see that, uh, that he's no longer there for Artifact, the guy that made it? No, yeah, he's, really. He's been, uh, he got, uh, what's the word? Fired? <laughs> Not fired. Um, his, his job got made redundant, I guess. Oh, like, okay. yeah. fair enough. Uh, yeah, well, it always sucks when someone loses their job, but Artifact was a dog. Um, all right, what's this? Control coming out somewhere, USA. What's, oh, yeah, what's no, Control? sorry. I did write this. Um, Control, the... Um, the game from Remedy is, uh, it sounds like it's coming out very soon. I was a bit surprised about that. They, so it's got a date or at least a season. Um, summer in the USA is, I believe between around June, June or August around that period. So that's surprising to me. I thought it was going to be a, uh, a while off. I thought that would be yep. next year, early next year or something like that. So yeah, that's closer to, to what I was, uh, speculating. Um, I'm very keen to check this out. I'm obviously a big fan of Remedy's games. Um, not so much the last one they put out. I thought it was interesting. Um, I like the Quantum Break was interesting in terms of what they were trying to accomplish, but I don't think it was executed as well. Um, I'm obviously a big fan of Max Payne 1 and 2, um, Alan Wake, and uh, American Nightmares. So, yeah, I'm definitely on board with it, whatever those guys are making. Control seems to be sort of back leaning towards the Alan Wake sort of stuff, like very mysterious supernatural things are going on. Um, like Quantum Break had a bit of that stuff, but it still took itself a bit more like seriously. Um, yeah. And from what I've seen from Control so far, it looks very strange, like this weird aesthetic going for it. Um, very like Twin Peaksy type vibe as well so yeah I'm, I'm excited to see more of that game you haven't seen it at all have you no just trailers nope. and whatnot yeah, yeah. looks looks cool you know, interesting at least huh. um, so yeah pumped excited and this last one is you uh, yeah <laughs> um, Krusty Raven and Matt Smith have both helpfully pointed out Krusty Raven on our discord Matt Smith on our Facebook I've both pointed out that Deacon St. John's name is the creative director John Garvin's first pet, Deacon, and his child, the street he grew up on as a child is St. John. Uh, so he's given us the old, uh, what is it, the fishing? The fishing details? Mm. Wasn't this a social engineering scam to find out people, like the answers to people's fucking. <laughs> Password questions, yeah. and like, what was the name of your first pet? Oh, your porn star name is the name of your first pet, and the first uh, street you grew up on. Uh, and that's and yeah, every time you go to fucking, I forgot my password. It asks you what was your first pet name and what was etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so he's just publicised it to the world. So that's a pretty slick slick move there, John Garvin. For uh, days gone. For days gone, obviously. Good good yeah. points. Um, yeah, uh, my my main character would be called Tammy Cosway, and I say this in full knowledge of what I just said about publicising the answers, because knowing this, uh, I don't use that as my answers. But um, 
Yeah, Tammy Cosway definitely sounds like a woman who had plans to be a country music star, but uh, failed along the way and just went with being a stripper instead. Um, but she still does she dresses as a cowboy when she's stripping, so she's got she's got plans right. anyway. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I won't ask you to give away yours because you're probably not thinking seven steps ahead like no. I am. So no. Um, all right. Let's do some questions, shall we? Yeah. Fridge Monster Man writes. That's a name. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, on our Discord. Uh, Thanks for the PS4 purchasing advice. I didn't realize the Pro would have performance improvements at 1080p, so I'll definitely grab one. So PAX Oz is taking place on my birthday. Oh, yeah. Did we mention when PAX we Oz did is coming? not. Uh, when is it coming? Uh... August 11th. Let's go with that. August 11th. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, October 11th. <laughs> shall we fucking check? No, it's, it's early October. Spanner. Um, 11th to 13th of October yeah. at the MCEC. Uh, I got a lot of sh- I got a lot of stick online for pitching that it was moving to Sydney. Apparently, a lot of people bought into my trolling efforts uh, and were convinced that it was coming to Sydney. Um, yeah. So that that's that's my yeah. bad. We, we'd heard um, that, it was, that it was taking place in early October. Um, yeah, but yeah, we're trying to get them to move it to Sydney. That's the dream. Um, anyway, so Pax Oz is taking place on my birthday, and I'm thinking about going. Any travel tips? I've only been to Melbourne once, and that was 15 years ago. Travel tips for Melbourne: book your fucking stuff, book your flights now, and if you can, your accommodation right now. As well, well. Uh, I guess th- so. The biggest problem. With the way it used to work, it was in line with uh, Melbourne Cup. Um, and so the weekend that PAX was on was also the weekend that you'd have everybody coming in to, for Melbourne Cup weekend and they had all the horse racing or like all the preliminary. I don't know. I'm not a fucking horse racing person. But they'd have like events on that weekend and like everybody's getting in. And so accommodation was just ridiculous. Also, it was Halloween. Um so everything was it was nuts. I don't know yep. if that's going to change now, now that they've moved mm-hmm. out of that sort of the sight lines of the Melbourne Cup and being like less busy overall. You're still better off, unless yeah. like unless you can hit a sale. Uh, like there might be a decent sale in the next month for flights, but generally post six months you won't get good like great. You, well, you might. It's just a gamble, yeah. thinking you'll get better flights yeah. uh, inside of six months. We've got a buddy that works for an airline, and he's always like, don't, like, you book early as you can, because the later you yeah. wait, the more expensive they the, get, unless it, there is a sale. Like, that's the only time. That's yeah. it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would I would book sooner rather than later. Uh, at, at most, I would wait until the end of this month um, to have a punt on flights. Uh, accommodation you can like probably hold out on that one I've I've never had too much trouble in finding decently priced accommodation later uh, but it depends on how much you're willing to pay uh, you want to you want to stay somewhere down the south bank end of Melbourne mm-hmm. uh, just because you wind up doing a lot, a lot of walking during packs yeah uh, so you don't want to have to walk too far to get back to your hotel and you can always catch a cab to somewhere fucking trendy to go to get your drink on. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, 
you don't want to have to catch a cab two packs and back from your fucking hotel every night no or every day it's just uh it's a mad mad dick pain so yeah that is my advice uh definitely book early and definitely try to keep it near south bank but i'm not a melbourne expert either if someone who is wants to write in and let us know like some fucking hot tip like if there's some if we're if we've been doing it wrong staying down near south bank because we should be staying somewhere else or we can catch like a single tram that'll take us there in a fucking heartbeat like definitely let us know because yeah i basically just base everything on how hard it is to walk everywhere these days right so um what I generally do is I'll look for flights I'll book, yeah, early as I can because um, flights generally, unless there's a sale, they don't get cheaper. Accommodation, yep. what I've done in the past is I'll check out like What If um, and and they sometimes have sales on where it'll be like this, you know, hotel's doing 30% off and sometimes it'll be like, but the problem with that is you need to pay now um, and so with most hotels like you'd be like you book a hotel and you pay when you get there but these guys sometimes will be like all right the thing is you need to pay now so there's that sort of thing you need to watch out for but sometimes True. like those prices are really cheap um i've done yeah. accommodation and flights packages in the past they're sometimes really good through sites like what if or those types of places um there are hotel pricing on the pax website you can do flights and accommodation packages through them um True. sometimes some of those really good again the problem with that is if you want to make changes later on sometimes it doesn't let you um i guess it just depends on the hotel and if whether or not you've paid for it uh when i get there i generally take the um the bus from the airport straight into the city oh yeah that bus is like i think it's like 20 bucks maybe it's it's quite cheap it's definitely a lot cheaper than it's going to cost you to get an uber it's like 39 return right yeah i always get the return uh yeah and yeah it's 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 good yeah it's like pretty direct and they've got a bunch of like transfers from south bank station as well yeah where they'll take you to like all around the city as well yeah so even if you're like staying at a hotel sort of nearby you can catch the fucking transfer bus hop off and have a short walk. You just got to work out where you're close to, but they've got like a map and stuff. So you work yeah. out. So the bus that I took last year, it's called sky bus. Um, there's, there's a bunch yep. of them. Um, the bus that I took last year actually went from the airport and, and then started doing the loop around the city. Um, the one that I normally take goes straight to the like central station and then you get off there and then, you know, normally I'd walk, but this time, it's uh, the one that I went on. There's like different buses that you can get. So it went actually around the city and I stopped off like literally out the front of my, where I was staying. So that was really good as well. Um, but yeah, try and get somewhere like Job said towards the south end of Melbourne because then you're doing less walking. If you're in somewhere else in the city, there are free trams. Um, at I think the free trams stopped like the stop before the convention center. So you just have to get off and walk like five minutes but otherwise yeah the rest of the trams are free so you don't have to worry about that but yeah last year i stayed a block away from the convention center just like next to um next the casino yeah Uh, i've my uh i've generally gotten an airbnb basically a block away from the convention center each time uh it's always 
a primo fucking plan when I'm hardcore destroyed mm. at three o'clock in the morning and I just need to stumble back somewhere. It's very easy to just stumble back the short distance to an Airbnb yep. as opposed to trying to catch a fucking tram. Uh, um, also, the free trams are, yeah, only in that loop and the one that comes straight to the thing is not free, but uh, you could always make it free by not buying a ticket. <laughs> Although the gap does not advocate the cool, cool crime of fair jumping. Um, yeah. Luke's pissed. Luke's, Luke's like, I cannot believe Job's just said yeah. this. Now I've got to note down the time that, I, that we, I'm going to edit. I'm going to edit the show for once. To get rid of the fucking bit where he advocated fair yep. jumping. <sighs> Good question. Yep. And thank you for reminding us about PAX. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a solid one. Thank you, Fridge Monster Man. Uh, that is it for the show is it that's it you can find The Gap on iTunes Android Windows Store Spotify all those wonderful places The Gap the GA podcast search for one of those things it will definitely come up um, if you've got some time please rate and review the show it helps other people find it and uh, it means that we end up being higher on lists and things because because it's recommending it to more people which is good I mean we're always usually up there but we'd like to be higher that'd be good yeah. Of course. Five minutes, five seconds. That's all it takes, I think. Just write, like, podcast was excellent. Done. Podcast, good. Yep. Submit. Why use many word when... Th- two. Few words. Work. Yep. Yeah. For a th- two and a half um, hour show. You can find us on um, social media as well. Twitter.com slash the GA podcast. Facebook.com slash GA podcast. You can send us questions... As well, through our email, thegapodcast at gmail.com, if you want to get in contact with that way. Or you can get through our Discord page, which is thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Got a bunch of chat channels up there, people talking about video games, um, movies, sending us questions. You can play uh, games in there through voice channels. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of people this weekend playing The Division 2. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, we've had a big run of apex legends in there there was some uh battlefield 5 going last night so yeah there's some some things happening you can also watch this show on youtube the jpodcast.com slash youtube that'll take you to that um i'll put some footage up this week of what do we got maybe the division i haven't division? recorded any so <laughs> i was one, thinking Dick. about it the other night i was like, i should record some footage but i'm at the point now where i'm too far in where i feel like fuck I don't think I can. Do you still have the recording of the hard mode? Um, I have to check. Right. I'll have to go look at that one. That's just getting shredded. Yep. Yeah. Um, the only footage I've got is one of me shooting a raccoon that was going through the trash. And at the time, oh, I didn't yeah. realize you could shoot animals or raccoons in the game, and it died, and I was a little bit upset. I was like, why the fuck? I don't normally shoot animals in games like that. Like, they're not doing anything. I know you do it all the time, but me? Yeah, I what? think you immediately shot like a deer in the the game we jumped into. Deers, yeah, but I've never shot a dog. Okay. I've got so was fucking... that one in that corridor? Someone shot it. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't <laughs> me. I'm pretty sure it was you and Nate. <laughs> yep. Yep. You can go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all the things we just talked about, including past episodes of our show, if you want to check out some previous things we talked about. 
Uh, and our website is brought to you by all our wonderful Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash GA podcast. Thank you to everyone that does that every month. Muchly appreciated. You are the best. And I think I've spruiked everything. I think that's it. Anything that's you want it. to pimp out this week? Any work you got going on? Um, Before this, no. No, not before this episode. Uh, before the next episode. Don't worry about that. Uh, go to Red Bull. Check out my big piece on Restore and Recall, um, which is a... Recall and Restore, rather, uh, which is an initiative, a mental health awareness initiative uh, that Riot put on. I talked to a bunch of players from the OPL about what you know mental health means to them and their sort of the tools they use to deal with tilts and stuff like that and how important it is to you know sleep it's important to sleep even if uh certain social media accounts would like to pitch mm-hmm. that uh you know you don't need to sleep you should definitely sleep and uh for some people you know what looks like procrastination is actually just a uh, mentally healthy downtime so uh yeah um shout outs to certain social media company uh sorry account that made me look like a dickhead all week i was good uh and what else um check out on ign uh they've got like a video from their burnt horizon launch party i think it turned out pretty good um have you i it? i watched the one that went up on twitter and i was like the editing in this is not great <laughs> and then i watched yep. the full yeah, one i was like okay this is a bit better the full one is much better. It's a bit over-edited. I think they had to chop it down, like, heaps yeah. to get it. I think it's, it's got to be, like, 90 seconds or something. a bit where, like, people so, yeah. are getting cut off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but the full one's, yeah, it's pretty good. I think it turned out pretty good. There was I was disappointed. There was some gags that we did that didn't, like, didn't stay, didn't make the final mm. cut, which was a disappointment. I talked to, the, talked to a snake's tail for a yeah. bit and uh, I thought it was pretty funny but mustn't have mustn't have scanned I guess um, whatever anyway it's good stuff what about you what do you got um, you can go to survivor.com check out a bunch of my work there um, I think next week I've probably got my uh, a feature going up about the uh, NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2080 um, I wrote a bunch of bunch of stuff about that and uh, did some graphs and images and whatnot. So thinking, I think Sweet. that'll go up next week. I've s- submitted it. Um, so I guess we'll wait and see what happens. And then I'll talk a bit about that next week, I guess, a bit more in detail. Um, otherwise, that's all I really got going on for the moment that I can think of. Right now? Yeah, right now. I'm sure there's more. I don't know, man. I've played like, yeah, like I said, 25 hours of fucking Division in three days. So... I'm definitely sort of not with it. Are you reviewing that first? No, for us. <laughs> okay. For us. Nice. For us. And I mean, I've been helping Survivor out a little bit with some of their stuff. Giving right. them feedback. I don't know if they want anything else from me, but we'll we'll see. All right. Yeah. Um, giving us the primo shit. Yep. Yep. Next week, I guess we'll talk more Division. Um, Division 2 but the big one I guess uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about Sekiro that's out next week Is yeah it? oh fuck yeah well then yeah hopefully next uh, Friday I think it is out so um, sweet I'm just checking yeah 
it's next Friday. So, I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see, but fingers crossed we'll be able to talk about it by then. Probably not a lot, but maybe something. At least something. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I've heard some good things. Um, and obviously, it's from software, so... We are big, big fanboys over that one. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's it. Anything else you want to say before we get out here? No. Twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. Twitter.com. Twitter.com slash Joey Jojo. That's us. We're out. See ya. Peace. Next week. Peace.